You know this doesn't describe you at all, right? You are aware of that? I completely disagree with you. I mean, 100%. I, I know that in your dreams... It's my, I been my life is, mantra. I've always, exactly. I've always wanted to get like whatever you describe. I've always wanted to go with Shawn Michaels for Halloween one year. Just to wear whatever the F that is. That he, I don't yes. even know how you describe what he wears. You're talking about like the, the mid-90s look? Yeah, exactly. with, with the sunglasses? The whole thing. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. with like beads coming off. The, yeah. The, the whole, right, just, right, right, right. It's incredible. It's incredible. All right, it's jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, where he covers professional wrestling. I do not. I don't even always watch, to tell you the truth, because sometimes I just don't have it in me. And also the baseball playoffs have been pretty good this year. They've but been I, decent. I, I said, been I'm decent. watching. It's not like I'm not watching. Um, but it's what it is. I'm here to bitch. He's here to actually talk about the stuff that matters. It's all brought to you by WrestleCrate, which we love, love, love. WrestleCrate.com is the website. If you're not familiar with WrestleCrate, WrestleCrate is a monthly care package that shows up right at your front door with professional wrestling goodies. You say, oh, what kind of goodies? Well, I would say, how about DVDs? How about T-shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees and Barbershop Window? How about action figures, Mattel, Tops, Pop Vinyls, anything you can imagine? Autographed stuff. Yeah, you get it all in your monthly wrestle crate. Packages start at just $15 a month. You can take 10% off by using the code JOSENTME. That's JOSENTME, S-E-N-T-M-E, for those of you that have trouble spelling. JOSENTME, and you get 10% off your monthly wrestle crate subscription. You can find out more on Twitter at WrestleCrate. Did, did you see their big news this week? Oh, what? what, they, what? They, I, and I know that uh, we do have a few listeners from across the pond. I've seen that uh, on our statistics. And if you are across the pond, you can now get WrestleCrate. They have made a distribution deal with the UK. Oh, that's to, badass. Uh, get it out there. So Very cool. Yeah, that, that was a big deal for them and uh, good for them. And if you are listening from there... Yeah, get WrestleCrate because it's awesome. Uh, congratulations to the crew from WrestleCrate. That oh, that kicks ass. Very, very good. All right. Uh, it's the week of a pay-per-view, so we will this week, of course, welcome back our third voice. Our The uh, upper mid-carder? The main event. No, no. Uh, I'm the main event. I have replaced him as the main yeah, event. Yeah, stop it, Aaron. <laughs> nice try. That's right. Miami Dolphins defensive lineman A.J. Francis, our buddy, and really the third co-host. He just doesn't get to co-host the show much because he's... Got a football team. He's he's got a job and is making a lot of money playing football. Speaking of the UK, he just came back from. That's right. Uh, the he UK. was he was in the UK and things Two weeks didn't ago. things yeah. didn't go so well there. No. But he had a nice uh, blowout win over the Titans yes. last week. Yes. So we'll talk to AJ Francis and he'll pick. Uh, what we should expect at Hell in the Cell with us in segment number two. Segment number one, let's take a look back at what happened Monday night on Raw, and we uh, played the Shawn Michaels theme song coming into the segment because. WWE went all out in Dallas where so many of their former superstars live, and they said, hey, let's bring them out. Let's uh, let's go all out. Ratings have been struggling, but let's bring everybody out for one week, and it didn't help the ratings at no, they all. They got, got a few extra viewers. Unfortunately, uh, NFL got a lot more viewers, so the rating, despite the viewership going up, the ratings went down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good times. I mean, it, 
it's tough because it's not just they had NFL they were up against. They also had baseball playoffs they were right. up against on Monday night. And, and the Star Wars And the Star trailer. Wars trailer at halftime, which kind of cuts even more into their audience because let's just call it like it is. There are nerds that are into both professional well, wrestling. Hey, I, I'm a look, I, I was gonna, again, well, hold on. Don't, Star, don't Star, Star Wars, Star Wars. No, no, no. And I'm not even taking it the wrong way. I'm just, I just. Yes, I, for the most part, they're different bases. Well, but, no, 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 no. That's not even, I, I think Star Wars kind of, it, it's, it's not a nerdy thing. Oh, yeah, there are far, there are far <laughs> more people. It's way more pop it, culture. Yeah. It, it, it was just a huge event. It was, you know, one of the uh, biggest halftimes ever for yeah, Monday no Night doubt. Football. No, 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 right? I, I get it. They were up event. against yeah. a lot of things. Yep. They bro- pull out the big guns and they lead the show with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Then they uh, bring out Shawn Michaels sort of closer, although not exactly at halftime, which uh, it's kind of strange, but closer to halftime. Um, two things that jump out at me on this, Aaron. One, I, they can bring back as many legends as they want to bring back. They're doing all the same things that we've seen them do before. Right. I mean, except for Stone Cold, who's never done this before. And, uh, you know, we had talked about this before. But, but uh, you acted, and I told you this, that you acted like seeing Stone Cold in the ring was some sort of big deal. Well, like well, he was going to do anything in a ring that he hadn't done anywhere else. I mean, he did, uh, no, he didn't do, I, I'm saying that he, the, the, the glass shattering, hearing that music for the first time on Raw in four years, that was a big moment. Like that, that kind of, I'm not going to say blew up the internet or anything, but that was, you know, that was a cool moment as opposed to when Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair came out for the fourth or fifth time this right. year. Like Stone Cold coming out was much, much cooler than those other guys coming yeah, But it in. didn't really get you the desired. Re- no, n- and, not- and this is why I always poo pooed the way that you made it seem like it was such a big deal. Okay, neat. It's neat. It happened. Now what? Well, yes, they obviously. <laughs> brought him out to bring out the Undertaker, which is the most needless thing ever. Because you you start off with the gong. Yeah, why and does Stone Cold have to put over the Undertaker? Like, right. Why do you have to start your show? Right. Like, I have <laughs> nothing but respect for this guy. Like, what, the, why the do you need Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin for that? Right. The, you start off with the gong. You have the same effect as if you start off with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So yeah, I, I completely disagree with using him in that way. However, I, I will say that it. I'm not going to say approved my point, but when, when I, I, you yeah, I wholly disagree that when, when when you have the Austin's that you know entrance and you compare it to the reactions for Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, you notice a big difference there because mm. you know they've basically become Sergeant Slaughter and Austin isn't there yet. Okay, but I, essentially what you're saying is in order to keep it that way, Austin can't show up again for four years. Or, or if, one if, year or end, use them better next time. Yeah. But that's my problem. My problem is always, it's how do you use them. Right. Right? It's always that way. And, and this is the, the problem. The problem is I don't think there is a correct answer to that question. Right. And unfortunately, I think it because ends up becoming- Because you can't get physical with- Right. It, yeah. And I think it ends up becoming more like what you're doing with those guys, which is, it's nice to have them there. Like, we like those guys, but that's all that's going to be. And you have to accept that because you can't continue to think that you can just roll someone out to do nothing well, I, every time. I'd, I'd rather have him come out once a year and do nothing than come out six times a year and do I nothing. I would rather, if they're going to involve these guys, ask them to stick around for three months and let them be commissioner or let them do well, of something. Course. Of that course, that's them. the ideal situation. Right. And that's my problem is that you throw these guys in for nothing, right. for, for zero, at least with flair You've had the fact that his daughter is around, and there's some logical well, but notion. But they just to used that. him to put over Reigns. right. But that's all they've really done there. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Michaels, you can say that he was used a little better, though. I question if burying Rollins again was the be- you know I have verbally. No, yeah, no idea if that's a good way <laughs> like, to use him. 
but, again, but at least he did something but, but there. But you're interjecting but, guys into these storylines that have nothing to do with it. Right, them. exactly. Again, and, and that's the problem. At least when you've had Ric Flair hanging around with his daughter, like, okay, that kind of makes sense that Ric Flair's there to support his daughter. But of course, but now that he's shown up, this is again, like the sixth or seventh time he's been here in this calendar year, it's like, oh great, we're, we're hearing uh, his music again. Well, I, yeah, I still get excited about Ric Flair being there. I, what you I'm get more is, excited than Adam Rose being there, but you don't get as excited as a lot of other guys who and, you, you and can see. I, I think that you're better off trying to involve these guys in storylines somehow than to try to have them show up for one week, pretend like they should have some involvement with the storyline, or to put over someone they have nothing to do with, which is insane to me. It's nuts. It's a silly way to use these guys. I don't understand why anyone thinks it's the right way to do something or that it's ever accomplished anything. Do you think the Hall of Fame panel has ever accomplished anything in preparing someone for a match at WrestleMania? Like, boy, I wasn't interested in this, but now that Shawn Michaels tells me he's interested in it, I'm going to be interested yeah, in no, it. Or, or, you know, I'm shocked they didn't do it this year because they've done it every other year, the bring back Mick Foley or Shawn Michaels and be like, oh, the hell in a cell. Right. It, yeah, it, they'll change your career. Correct. It, it, it well, could, they kind of did. They kind of had Shawn Michaels talk about that. I've been in one of those before. But, you know, like, God, Ra- man, but it's bad. Rollins isn't even in the, <laughs> the I know. The I cell. know. Like, that, that's the thing. It didn't uh, make any sense. So. Oh, it's just so brutal. Look, I, I am not – I like these guys. I like having them around. Right. But you got it, and this is the problem with having one-week strategies. You have one-week strategies. Right. And when you have a one-week strategy, you're not going to get a payoff greater than what a one-week strategy gives I, you. I mean, th- this was clearly them panicking. You know, not only did they do this, and, and we'll get to this in a second, you know, they, they pulled out the other big trick in their, their pulled, uh, you know, in their pocket. They they had the re- the reunion of the shield. Yeah, no, I don't think they wrecked that by doing it. That no, no, way. they did, and and I actually yeah. I, I liked overall how they did it, where it was yeah, it was a shield reunion, but Rollins but was wasn't into it, right. and, and he went out in the middle. I actually like and and Reigns looked awesome. Like that that's reminded us of why we fell in love with Reigns back when he was. If you did fall in yeah, love, yeah, I was with gonna Reigns. say I don't know that I ever fell in love with Roman Reigns, but but. The the peak of Reigns' popularity was when he was that big. Yeah, he, he has just, the impact just go moves. Go kick ass, yeah. right? He he gets the hot tag. He flies over the rope. He can do all these ridiculously athletic things in short bursts, and and that's when the crowd was most into it on Monday night. You know, they were a little bit quiet for that match, but when they were most into it was when Reigns was in there and hitting a bunch of high impact moves. But uh, it comes back to you can't dress up. Some uh, right, just something that's stale I, I and mean, bad. It, it, it reeked of oh my god, we need to get ratings. What can we do? We'll do this. Right, and this is uh, it works for certain things. You know when it works is if you can put somebody in a match. So there's a story right now that people have asked why the Undertaker was added to their Mexican tour. Right, well the Undertaker was added to their Mexican tour because he's going to wrestle. Because he's going to be involved in matches. He's going to uh, tag with Kane to face two members of the Wyatt family. Right. Okay, if you're some guy in Mexico that's thinking about whether or not you want to buy tickets to a show, you go see. Yeah, yeah seeing the Undertaker wrestle could be the difference in whether or not you want to buy tickets to a show. And interestingly enough, there there was uh, reports about why he was wrestling, why he was specifically on that yeah. show, and it's because uh, they the, weren't selling tickets. They they weren't selling tickets, and and the promoters and like in Mexico they do it differently, yeah. where like they, yeah, the promoters that. buy it. And the promoters uh, are like going to back out. They're yeah, going to say, "Dude, we're going to cancel the whole tour." Right, because you know they don't have the big, uh, you know, the big Mexican star. They don't have the Del Rio. Right. They can build it around. So they're like, "Crap, okay, we'll, we'll give you Taker." And but, so but, it worked. But you can't accomplish the same thing by saying, "Hey, watch Stone Cold stand." 
Right. It just doesn't – I'm not going to suddenly say, well, I wasn't going to tune in before, but now that I know that Stone Cold will be somewhere to stand – now I'm interested. Right. Now I gotta make sure that I'm doing well, which, which, which is why if he's not wrestling, it's probably better just not to use him. Cause that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna stand. Uh, well, I mean, might be the case. Yeah, like it, that, that's the thing. Like. It, it might, it, or if you're gonna use him five times a year, figure out a way to intertwine him into your storyline somehow. Right. But involves long-term thought and long-term planning, and that just doesn't exist Yeah, right I was now. gonna say, long-term thought, long-term planning doesn't it's just, exist. It's non-existent anymore. at yep. the moment. It does not happen, and so, you, you get what you get, and we've all talked about things they can do. The easiest thing they can do is say, hey, Triple H, need you to get involved for a little while. Yep. It doesn't hurt him. It doesn't really help him all that much, but it's ju- it helps you immediately that Triple H is now involved. Well, hold on, but here's I guess here's the question. If, if let, Let's say we, we make it for TLC. We start right. building it for TLC right now. So you're putting triple H, you're you're pulling that gun out of, of yes. the whole stuff. Yes, Triple H, Seth Rollins. I'm I'm working TL- right now. TLC during Monday Night Football and yes, I am. D- d- and it doesn't help the ratings at all. Well, it, it probably helps the ratings a bit. Do you I'm think not, it will? It's I, not going to make. I don't com- know. It, you're I don't, not going to compete with Monday Night Football. I don't know if it helps the ratings. At all I think, it, I think it Football. helps dig you from the all-time lows. You know what I mean? Like th- these worst ratings <sighs> ever. I think you're going to dig out a little know. bit more if you know that Triple H is involved. Now, that means that Triple H has to wrestle on Raw a couple of times. Right. It can't just be at. And this is the problem. The problem is, it, it can't be come watch Triple H stand. That's right. the problem that you have. If you're going to say, if you're going to use Triple H like Brock Lesnar, and he's not going to wrestle at all on Monday nights, then yes, it's the wrong gun, to f- the bullet to fire. Don't fire that bullet. But if you can say to Triple H, hey, why don't you work a program, a real program, right. over the course of the next two months, build to something at Survivor Series where it's your team versus Seth Rollins' team or whatever it's going to be, I think you absolutely can do something with that. A hundred percent, I think you can get people to tune in for that. But he has to wrestle. Yes, wrestle. And I, I and at this point, it, I mean, honestly, at this point, it's real hard to get him to TLC. At this point, like, how do you reason? I mean, the only way you do it almost is if you pull the trigger on Sheamus as corporate champion, and you have Seth Rollins' face. That's almost the only way you can pull it off that quickly. Maybe, at this point. but they've been flirting with the idea of Triple H being a face for a little while. I think you could do it while, but you'd be well, but but, but it, you I, bury Seth about, Rollins if, in the process. If you're talking about the Survivor Series match, I'm saying it's oh, almost right. too late. How do you create? Like, yeah, I don't... It's it's really tricky to get there at this point. Then again, I, I say it's really tricky. It's really tricky tri- if you want a coherent storyline. So. Whatever they end up doing, <laughs> right. they're going to do it in complete, complete rush job anyway. Correct. So, so I might be aiming a, t- a little bit too high there. They're going to do some right. whimsical, uh, hey, hey, look, you root for this guy, right? Now root for him with this guy. That's what they're going to do for <laughs> Exactly. So why not exactly. have it involved yeah, Triple H? Why not? Um, all right. Anything else? From um, Raw? Uh, there were, you know, there was the the weird situation where Orton apparently is injured and he does right. apparently have a legitimate shoulder injury, so he was out. And then you also had Luke Harper out. He's apparently going through some personal stuff. I, uh, did you read about the T-shirt? That that's apparently has nothing to do. Okay. E- everyone has reported that it that has nothing right. to do All with right. it. That All it's right. it's legitimately he had he had to be at home for something. Okay. Who, who knows what the exact reason is? But apparently has absolutely nothing to do with the the whole people wearing his, T-shirts. His, his non WWE yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. license. Shirts. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, yeah, pe- people speculate on that. Apparently, according to. You know, all of the insiders. Well, because, because <laughs> right. you'd be able to believe it. It's, it. it's sad, but yes, you could believe it. Right. But um, 
the, the interesting thing was, was Rowan all of a sudden shows up and they're, the yeah. announced completely no sell it. You're just like, oh look, it's Eric Rowan. Well, instead I, okay, of- but I think there's a couple things there. One, how excited can you really be no, for the return of Eric Rowan? You're not going to be excited, but you need to at least be like, hey, Eric Rowan is there when last time we saw him, he had nothing to do with Bray Wyatt. And in fact, the last time but I Bray and Rowan interacted, Rowan was attacking Bray. Yeah, but I, you know, <laughs> the funny part about that is I almost, I think we associate Eric Rowan so much more with the Wyatt family. Right, no, I mean, it, it and, doesn't... And remember, they never really did much to actually break up the Wyatt family. Right, right? But, well, like, but, but the one thing they did do was, you know, like, remember the Royal Rumble? Rowan threw out Axel I, so he could go after I, Bray and I understand and that, but... It, yeah, no, it was, I, I... It was always so weird... It wasn't like the shield breaking up, right? right? No, I like, mean, but I, I feel like he's gone for four months. Yeah, he's been gone for about four months now. You have to at least acknowledge the fact, like, whoa, this guy's here. I mean, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> they didn't even acknowledge that. <laughs> I guess. They're just like, oh, look, it's it's Bray Wyatt with Braun Strowman and Eric Rowe, and look at the Wyatt family all together. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I and maybe it's because I think so little of what they've done with Eric Rowan. Well, yeah, that I just don't it. think I, you have to. No, I, I, I think I, that you I, almost I, end up wasting more time in that process. But um, you know, I, I think it's interesting. I think it's fine. I think it's cool. And I think that it again, just ever so slightly, makes Bray Wyatt a little bit more credible that he has the 100%. four. Yeah, like just it, it doesn't make that big of a difference. But just ever so well, slightly. I, again, I think what they're recognizing is that they pulled the trigger too soon on, on thinking that they could make those guys individual stars. Right. No one cared about Eric Rowan turning face. I mean, it was – nobody really wanted him as a face. Right. Like there was nothing about him that anybody said, oh, good, this now. Right. Um, now, so I think it's a recognition of it better. it's better for Bray Wyatt that he has all these followers right. because again he hasn't accomplished anything else. You, know, you can you can send out uh, Harper and Rowan assuming that Rowan is 100% we don't know exactly, you know, cuz it's weird he is coming back seemingly like 2 months earlier than he should be with that injury. So it's possible that they just kind of rushed him back though, who knows. Um but if if you're why and you want to send those two out and you can keep Braun Strowman on the sideline, that's the other thing it kind of Shat protects yeah, Braun Strowman. It protects Strowman. You don't you want him taking more pins. As, you don't want him You can pins. have him more in the true enforcer role rather than a wrestler. And all of a sudden, you have a legit, not just trio, but a legit stable. In old school, you have the leader, you have the enforcer, you have the tag team. Yeah, okay. And, and you know, I mean, okay. everything builds Bray Wyatt a little bit. and it's good. And Okay, but now they got to do something with it. Now they got to do something. It, and, and it this can't whole just Orton be thing, Wyatt this, Reigns version 6,000. Right, and... and Orton's injury throws, you know, a wrench into it because it seemed like possibly they were going to wrap up everything. I, I never believed they were, but, you know, they were claiming that everything was going to wrap up in Hell in a Cell. Clearly that's not happening now because now Dean Ambrose isn't even on the card. Right. Right. Yeah, Dean Ambrose, Luke yeah. Harper, Braun Strowman are all off the card at this point. Yeah. That, that match is now... Just up. one-on-one. Yeah, it's, it's just Wyatt and, uh, and, and Reigns in the Hell in a Cell. Now, granted, you can have them outside. You can have them interact. It's not like, you know, I'm sure Ambrose is going to do something stupid on the outside. You yeah, know, absolutely. Climb the cell and jump off onto right, those right. guys, which is fine, which is good. You know, I, I have no problem with it. But, you know, it's a but little... But it's got to be the end, man. This has got to be the end. Right. And that's the, the problem is it's so convoluted that you worry that it isn't. You just can't keep going with this for forever. Right. These guys have to do something else. Have to. Right. 
And and if you're just including this in how you're punting the fall, right? Like we're just utterly punting the fall. So and and, and we'll we'll get to this, but you know the the whole pay per view feels odd in that every match on the card is a rematch. Every single one is a rematch of something that's happened in the past six months or so. Yeah, not an immediate rematch. Right, right but, but, but it's it, everything we've seen very recently, so it almost feels like n- this c- almost can't be a complete feud ender for most of these feuds. Because, you know, you, we'll go through the card with AJ in, in the next segment, but literally, they are all rematches. WWE in the fall. Right. Feel the fever. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, not on Raw, but since oh, yeah. th- this will be on uh, aired on Friday, everyone will have seen SmackDown, is that... Well, everyone might not have seen well, it, but you would have had the have, option. You will have, have had the it. option. I'm not cons- it's not a spoiler anymore. You know, they, they, do, they do run football games on Thursdays as well, Aaron. Well, is anyone really watching Seahawks 40? Actually, yeah, I'm yeah, probably yeah, for, for fantasy watch, purposes. Yeah, right? Granted, I have Arrow on DVR, yeah, so I might be. I think I'm going to be watching Arrow. Well, and, and, I, uh, and I think I've benched Carlos Hyde and Anquan Bolden. No, I'm starting Carlos Hyde tonight, so Ugh, just, I, I have to. Too risky. I have to. But anyways, um, uh, the whole Summer Ray breaking away has actually led to something, at least something. Oh, yeah, right. We, we, she has a new boo in her life, and it is Prince Pretty. Yep, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. I'm, uh, I'm all about this pairing. Okay. I, I think I, this is a great pairing. I, I like it, and I think what you like more about it is there's a logical next step, which would be that he would feud with Dolph Ziggler, and and that's apparently what is happening on Miz TV. He is like the the Miz TV is Dolph and Summer, right? And they have it, and she comes out and she's like, "Hey, Dolph, I'm over you. I have yeah. a new boyfriend." And, and you like that for Tyler Breeze because it gives him someone. I mean, that should be a great to some work great a program matches. with. Yep. You know, they're, they're both kind of vain. There's mm-hmm. they're, they're sort of each other. I, everyone compares Tyler Breeze to Correct. Dolph Ziggler. You know, they got the long blonde hair, they're vain, they have somewhat similar wrestling style. They they kind of they, they can do the grounded attacks, but they tend you know, they, they do some of the more athletic things. They're both as well. dreamy looking. Yes. You yeah. know. They, if Prince Pretty was Ty- Dolph Ziggler's nickname, you could buy Absolutely. that as well. One hundred percent. No, um, it's a very and, logical and, and I think summer summer if anything good has come from the past few months is that we've seen that summer can be, I think, a legitimate valet. Uh, she she sure. has again. It's been a terrible storyline, right? But her role in it, like you know, it's it's her role has been terrible, but she's done a good job with it. And I think that we kind of for, have forgotten that over the past year because she hasn't been doing anything. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that she's shown she can be a legitimate valet, and her and Tyler Breeze make a great pairing. I think. No, I'm, I look. I like it. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I like it. I think it's it's good. It gives it gives Summer Rae a direction because you weren't going to inject her into the mess that is the Divas Revolution. Right. It gives her a direction. Um, it gives Tyler Breeze it, yeah, something. Yeah, I, I had complained after yeah, the last like, takeover that you either have to shit or get off the pot right. with him. It, it gives him something. Now, again, I think the bigger question is always where you go after, after that. Right. Like the first one can always kind of matter a little bit because, again, while Tyler Breeze has been up before – He's not done anything that mattered no, before. He's, in his... he's been he's been on the one Raw that we saw in right. Baltimore where they were just hyping up the TakeOver match. Right. And then he did way. some, you know, like superstars type of stuff. Did he do superstars yeah, or were they he... all dark matches? I, I know feel... we, so we saw him on a dark we match. We definitely saw him on a dark match, but I feel like he did he, a couple of... He, superstars and yeah, events right, here and something there. something like that. Okay. Um, th- so this is the first time that he's done anything that really... Right. He's, he's on the main roster. Correct. And so I think that's a good first program, but it's it's got to be it can't be that you get through this program with Dolph Ziggler and then well that was the only idea we had for him. You've right. got to be thinking ahead to whatever his your next idea is for him. And I do think that you now have enough of these guys up that you got to start thinking about the value of 
um, playing off of their NXT feuds. You know, and, you have a Neville Breeze. Right. Well, I mean, even some of the ones that are lying longer than that, like Big E, right? Like, that you gotta think about the value of having some of these guys hook up with each other and somebody right. saying, hey, I saw that in NXT yeah, and I, right. I kinda liked it. Use um, some of those packages, use some of the footage from NXT and correct. be like, these guys are actual characters. They and, actual, and, have actual And, and think about the number of guys now that were impact guys in NXT that are on the main roster. Right. You know, like you start with Bray, you start with Seth Rollins. Right. Um, include a Big, Big e, e. Kevin Owens, Neville. Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. I think there's enough there that you can start playing off of some of mm-hmm. that to help lay new storylines. And that, to me, is the best way that you don't let a guy like Tyler Breeze go stale. Exactly. That you say immediately, okay, what makes sense for him? This makes sense for him. But you know what also makes sense for him? Tyler Breeze facing Neville again. Because we like Tyler Breeze against Neville. It, it worked. Right. Let's consider doing it again. Yep. I think that type of stuff is good. Anything else? Uh, no, th- those were the main things. There are a couple other things I think we'll get to in the pay-per-view, yep. in the pay-per-view with the main event, AJ Francis. Yeah, we'll... But, uh, <sighs> there, there, there are a couple things there that we'll get to there. But overall, that's kind of my take. Again, you know, I feel like we're saying this every week. You know, in a bubble, these are decent the shows. The shows are fine. Yeah. It, it, it... The matches are okay. I think it's just so, you know, I thought it just the, doesn't feel that it, they matter. I thought the three on three match was very good. You know, I thought the, the, comment, the, the, the Rusev, the, the one that we're getting the rematch for exactly. Oh, are we? Yeah, that's the pre-show oh, match I now. I didn't know that. Yeah, there, there had like, that's the, that's well, the, you know, that really frustrates <laughs> you though, though, because it means that there are so many guys that you like that aren't involved with the pay-per-view because I thought the three on three match was so good because it, you realize how much you like the individual performers. Right. Even the, Sheamus. Yeah, I mean, the, the least maybe of that group, <laughs> but you, you, you really do like the individual performers and it felt like it was hot. Like it, that match yeah. felt hot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, but then they're, they're putting them right on the pre-show. Ugh. Like again, the, again, bubble great. And then you realize what they're turning it into. It's ugh. like, really? Ugh. Really? All right. Grab a break here. When we come back in, we will preview Hell in a Cell with our third uh, partner, AJ Francis, the main event, joins us next on Miami Dolphins. I'm Aaron. Or, yeah, I'm, wow. Wow. I don't, I'm, you know what I am? I'm the parent of an eight month old child and I don't sleep much. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Are you a believer in the retriever? The UMBC sports marketing team is proud to support UMBC athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC Sports on Instagram at RetrieverBeliever and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC Sports Marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever Believer at the Games. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged.
Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, in Annapolis. Stay up to date with the latest Ravens game day info with PressBox's new Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of today's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer and get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. Pressbox's Project Game Day is presented by Smythe Jewelers and Park Cell. If you're like most folks, you drop by your local Royal Farm store for a fast, fresh, delicious breakfast sandwich on your way to wherever it is you're on your way to. But maybe you're ready for Royal Farm's new Scrapple breakfast sandwiches. For just $2.89, you can get tasty, crispy Scrapple with your choice of cheese and eggs on a biscuit, bagel, bread, or croissant. The new Royal Farms Scrapple Breakfast Sandwiches. Just $2.89 at Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Wrestling fans, it's time for Wrestle Crate. Wrestle Crate is a pro wrestling themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month and every crate contains a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those t-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. You know, I'm playing this for AJ Francis, but the truth is, we're all good with this song. Yeah, I don't think anyone has a problem with this. <laughs> we're all good with this one. It is Jobbing Out, segment number two, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and... The main event. My, uh, Miami Dolphins defensive lineman, former Terp, our buddy AJ Francis is back. What's, yeah, what's going on, pal? Out. I almost broke out into the fight song. I was about to sing it while. Oh, I should have let you do that. That would have been good. Yeah, Yeah, except the whole M A R Y L A N D Maryland will win. Not exactly applicable to this season. Oh, what a bad part of the song, you, you school spirit Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) Right? What a bad guy, Aaron. Hey, I'm the only one out of us three who are going to be in the game at Baltimore uh, this week. Well, I got to. Well, we the rest of us have to work. All right, I'm working too. So. Job. Yeah, right? I got to call a Loyola so, game uh, on sp- Saturday. Speaking of your job, you, you went to London recently. Did you catch any wrestling up there while you were in? How was that, and did you catch any wrestling? Uh, absolutely not. I had no time. <laughs> yeah, it's people a business trip. You, people think that when you go on these trips that you just have exuberant amounts of free time. Yeah. No, you're, you still get worked, like, every other day during the season. So, like, I went to see, like, Big Ben and the London Eye, and, like, that was pretty much it. Can, can, I got to see Arsenal Stadium. Okay, that was, can, can, I, literally all I did. can I make an admission that's kind of trashy? <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys well, something. I, I, I think, go ahead. Okay, so um, I, I went to London a couple summers ago with my wife. We weren't married at the time. We, um, we were in Paris for a wedding, and we took uh, a day to go to Wimbledon, because I've always wanted to go to Wimbledon. It was a dream of mine. It was how she got me to go on the trip, to tell you the truth. And we, like, we went to Wimbledon all day, and our, our train left at like 5 in the morning. So we didn't really feel like getting a hotel room because we were only going to be in the hotel for like three hours, you know. Like we were, we just thought that was stupid. We're like, well, we'll just see London all night and then sleep <laughs> on the train, right? Like that's just what we'll do. Well, okay, the thing is, like London's kind of rolled up. Like, <laughs> they roll up the tube at like two in the morning. Yep. Like you can't. We ended up getting screwed. We 
we like went to go back and get on the tube at one point after we saw Piccadilly Circus or something, and they were like, uh, yeah, the tube's closed for the night. We thought it was like New York, like you could ride all night. So, so you ended up, what, in a pub? Um, no, yeah, we did that at one point. We <laughs> did end up in a pub, but even those roll up. Like, you get to a point in the night where everything rolls up. So we had yet to make our way to matriculate towards Buckingham Palace. And we got there. Dude, Buckingham Palace is unlike anything in America. There's, like, no security. Like, you can just walk right up. Like, London's just a weird place, man. And so we, yeah, like, man. you notice that, right? Like, there's just no security. Like, they just sort of trust everybody, kind of. So we walk well, up. No, it's kind of like, like the White House without a gate. But, like, yeah. there, are certain, there are certain parts where, like, you should know if you go too close, there's yeah. people on the roof that will make right. sure it's your last time doing it. Um, um, somebody may have done something <laughs> in the bushes just outside Buckingham Palace. Of course you did. Of course you did. I, I, like, <laughs> if, if I had a power ranking of my... A, did you just admit to a petty crime? I did, yeah, I think. Like, if, if I had power rankings of all of my friends and associates and stuff, you'd, you'd be right at the top. Wait a second, though, but did. like... Okay, so we... Uh, this is the truth. My wife and I kind of had a competition for a little while... With some Did friends. Did you pee harder on Buckingham Palace? No, there was, this wasn't peeing, AJ. <laughs> really? Uh, no, this was my wife and I both being involved in an activity. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I, okay, that's a little... Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I was thinking it was peeing too. Oh, no, no, no. We, we had a competition right. with All another right. another couple, couple we were friends with about who could... About, okay. And so, like, we pulled it off at the Kentucky Derby at one point. Like, we, you know, we, we would say... And after we did, we'd send them a message like, hey... Right. And, Check that off. And yeah. we knew that this would be like the ultimate yeah. Trump card. Right. right. Dude, Buckingham Palace. Like, we win. Just just go ahead and tell us. Did, did it go off without a hitch? Oh, perfectly. No problem whatsoever. Strong. <laughs> now, again, it was oh, like. No problem. Yeah, all. <laughs> right. Well, dude, I. Yeah. You, what, me? Are you say, Are you accusing me of having hitches? What are you trying to say, Oster? Well, I mean. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I did that. Um, all right. Well, good to talk to you again, pal. And um, we got a pay-per-view to get ready for on Sunday night. It's Hell on a Cell. Uh, this is, where is where is Hell on a Cell? I don't even know. LA? Los Angeles. Yeah, that's what yes. I thought. All right. It's in L.A. Uh, we'll start with the pre-show. Oh, God. I hate the fact this is the pre-show. Oh, by the way, AJ, nice fantasy team you got. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of have to. The, the guy who said, oh, there's no way I won't win this. Yeah. Nice fantasy uh, team. I'm I'm doing better than three people in our league. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You ain't doing solace in that. You ain't there doing better than either of us. One and two at the top of the card. I also didn't understand. Like I didn't understand that. Like if you just had a bum that's just on TV every week, and like like let's say you have Wade Barrett, and he just shows up and has a match every week on TV. That's awesome. Even if he never wins. Yep. He accumulates points three times a week. Oh, did yep. you drop him? No, no, no. He just he he oh. he took a bunch of people who could get high scores, but not necessarily would be on every week. Oh, yeah. Got, got to look at that scoring system. All right. You'll know All better right. for next season. All right. But uh, yeah, let's start with the uh, the yeah, pre show. The, 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 the show is a show full of rematches. Pretty much every match on this card has taken place in the past, in a lot of cases, the past two weeks, but uh, in other cases, the past couple months. Uh, the pre show completely changed. It was originally going to be Dean Ambrose. And Randy Orton against uh, Harper and Braun Strowman. That match has been axed from the card because of Orton's injuries, Harper's absence. Instead, we get a rematch from Raw. We got the six-man tag, Ziggler, Cesaro, and Neville versus Rusev, Sheamus, and Barrett. Uh, I mean, usually you like to get the crowd up and puffing on the pre-show. So I, there's no real reason other than that that I'm picking 
Team Ziggler. Yeah, the, the faces win this match. Yeah, because they, what, what they, the they lost is, at Raw, right? Right. Well, and what's the point of having the heels win this match on a pre-show? I yeah. mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah the, the, the faces the, win. The, the only mildly, I, I could maybe see the heels win if Stardust gets involved. Apparently, he's going to be starting a feud with uh, Cesaro. On SmackDown, so okay. like if that happens, okay, maybe I see the uh, heels win. But yeah, the, fa- it's the face. It's a pre-show. It's a pre-show match. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. So yeah, we're we're all on the same page there. Uh, Intercontinental title match, a rematch from last month. We have uh, Kevin Owens Ryback for the title. Uh, you know, I thought this would be a cakewalk for Kevin Owens, but then they had Ryback look so good on Raw, man. They, they also made Raw, Kevin Owens look pretty good on Raw with the pop-up power bomb on Mark Henry, which was pretty dude, ridiculous. That's what I said. The first thing I said when I saw that, I said, "Yo, that's a pay-per-view like level spot that we just saw. Like if you just had a one-month feud of for the Intercontinental Title with Mark Henry and Kevin Owens, like you would literally could have built that for a month. It was that impressive that he was able to do it. But yeah, it was. Uh, I I think that." I mean, there's no way that Kevin Owens doesn't retain. Like, there's no way. Um, like, I, there's I, no way. I'm with you. I don't know how it makes any sense at all to have... I just don't really know why it makes sense to do it again, other than pure laziness. Wow. They haven't really... I mean, Kevin Owens well, has been messing around with the... Uh, the who, well, the, Ryback needs his rematch. The rematch clause because they couldn't have done that on they couldn't have done that on Raw the next night they couldn't have just gotten but then you would have complained now they're just getting out of the way I don't know man I'm I'm not sure I complain about anything that involves Kevin Owens Um, yeah Kevin Owens has to win this yeah Uh, I could see you tell me Ryback wins at TLC you know he eventually chases and wins it back at TLC I can buy that they are continuing to make Ryback look good that means more of this (laughs) well right exactly that that's the problem well no hypothetically Survivor Series you have all these mid carters in a random Survivor Series match and then you have it coming out of it but um here now Kevin Owens could lose by DQ but yes Kevin Owens does retain if you told me it was a DQ spot that would actually make a lot of sense in this situation unfortunately (sighs) I'll pass (laughs) Next. Next, uh, the, the, the Divas title match. It's, uh, Nikki Charlotte. Again. Uh, I'm going to say, even though Nikki has looked good, and hey, one thing I want to say right now, anybody watch, listening to this podcast. I'm waiting for you, you to try to defend the Divas time, revolution. I'm waiting for if it. If you go to a live event, raw, um, any pay-per-view, and you chant for Sasha Banks, during a Divas match, A, there's two there's two issues I have with this. One, do I love Sasha Banks? Yes, Sasha Banks is the best. I'll say this. Again. I would call her the, the boss. Best, the boss. The boss the and the best. The best woman's wrestler in the world. Bar none, my favorite. However, Naomi has been putting on some great matches and been doing some really dope spots that no one's been noticing because all they do is chant, we want Sasha all the damn match. And it pisses me off because <laughs> it's just like when uh, when Ryback was first getting hot and just for no reason they wanted to chant about him looking like Goldberg. Like, it's just more fans trying to be annoying. It's fans trying to be part of the show instead of enjoying the show, and it's super damn annoying. Okay. However, I still think Charlotte will retain, and I think it's going to be a really good match because both those girls can go. 
All right, let me let me follow it up, not to defend those people, because I, I don't. Um, or eh, No, I'm going to defend them a little bit, but I think for a different reason. I do think there is something to be said for, guys, there's something we really like, and we want it, and you're not giving it to us. Would you please give it to us? And how do okay, you... Okay, and here's, and here's what I'm saying. Now I'm Triple H, right? And I'm hearing you say we want Sasha, right? And, like, you, this is the same kind of thing that happened when Daniel Bryan was held down, 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 right? Same kind of concept, right? Right. So would it have been as awesome if Daniel Bryan won the World Heavyweight title at Hell in a Cell? Or is it better if he wins it at WrestleMania? Oh, no, it certainly was a more amazing moment because it happened so, at WrestleMania. So if Sasha, oh, I don't know, just happens to stay out of the title picture for three months and then finally finds a way to get in it just in time for WrestleMania... Maybe that's a plan. Okay. I mean, I'll, 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 buy, I'll yeah. listen to that. I guess the frustration, AJ, is the, the incessant way that they're trying to force these teams down the throat that just – there's, n- there's no explanation for why these teams still exist. There's nothing about it that even remotely makes sense for the existence of these teams. Because I'm with you. I think Naomi's been great. I think that Sa- well, everybody is. We all know that Sasha is amazing. Yep. I think Becky Lynch has unfortunately sort of been hidden in this yep. and has a lot to offer. But the the team thing is just terrible. Yep. It's terrible, and I I don't know what you can do other than say we don't like this. Like what do you, what do you do to invent to, to say to vocalize we don't want this anymore. We we want Sasha in a match. Right. We we don't want these shows where Sa- we don't get to see Sasha wrestle. Like I get that. And I'm, I'm usually the first person to criticize the fans. I think it's weird the way the WWE, because they're clearly using this as a way to turn Sasha face. You know, with the, right. you know, the Bellas are using it, and they're going to tease the, the dissension between Naomi and Sasha because Sasha's getting all the chance. And I don't think that's actually a horrendous way to do it. It's just a little bit awkward. The fact that they're still together, okay. despite yeah, all yeah. of these weeks of this, that they haven't shown any sort of uh, separation yet. It's a little awkward, but... Not horrendous, but... Uh, Going back to what AJ said, though. It, it, you can't pull the belt off of Charlotte a month after you gave no, it no, to no, her. No, 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 no. That's you ridiculous. Can't. Exactly. That's ridiculous. You can't do it. But I do think it goes back to my question originally, which was... Was it the right decision to put... Because where, where are you going? More of Charlotte and the Bellas? Like, what's next? Because... I think it's Charlotte pretty obvious Page. that next is Charlotte and Paige. Paige, I'm yeah. Sure that's pretty obvious. Unless they're, yeah, because they're doing the whole... And then and then Paige wins it in two or three months from now. May- maybe Sasha and Naomi. Sasha, Sasha Paige, Sasha. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. I'll hear you Okay. Very good. Uh, but yeah, you and can't we pull all, the belt all, off and of Charlotte. Yeah, we all agree. Char- and we all agree Charlotte cleanly here. No. Yeah, I mean, you, you, have, you, can't give, you can't give someone who just came up the title and then take it away from a month well, later. Well, I'm not saying take it away. I'm just saying we're saying that oh, it's, oh, it's okay. not going to be anything screwy. It's going so. to push Nikki out of the picture. Yeah, I think so. All right, so we have the uh, tag match between the New Day and the Dudleys, and this is, of course, go- well, I guess it's not necessarily going to be on sale yet, but the, uh, the New Day's awesome, awesome new shirts. Yeah, I haven't seen them yet. Oh, hang on. Oh, my God, they're phenomenal. Oh, holy crap. Yeah. With the unicorn on it? Oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. That's the greatest actually, thing. I was actually wearing a New Day shirt yesterday, Power Positive. However, um, I believe that if the Dudleys win, I will riot. Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously. If the Dudleys win, we riot. I, I but you got a funny feeling they're going to win, don't you? Yeah, that's you got a funny thing. feeling about my, it. My, my heart says no, but yeah. my head's like... My heart really... keeps telling me no. 
But my WWE fear and body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you almost, I mean, you've had the Dudleys come in and then job to the New Day a bunch of times, which I love. But, but you feel like there has to be some payoff to it at some point. Yeah. yeah. There's no way that they can take the belt off the team that they've had in the main event. I don't disagree with you. No, but Aaron's got last... something else that he's about to drop on you in a second. I think. I think oh. he's got something about in the... Uh... Well, a little later yeah, on. Yeah. But, I, and, and this won't be a long-term thing. I think that if the Dudleys do win here, that the New Day wins they it They did back. already have the New Day drop the belts once, and it wasn't the end of the world. And I in, mean, it would be kind of cool to see, hear him say, "You're three times champ." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. You're the power. Yeah. And and, yeah, so and, and there is something to be said for the problem is they're probably going to, for whatever reason they've eliminated the primetime players, which is the dumbest thing they could have ever I, possibly I, done because the primetime players were great. Yeah, I, I'm still hoping no. this this goes towards you know. This, if it doesn't main event TLC, it's the TLC match of TLC. Right, you want all you three of these teams in yeah. one match of TLC, which would be phenomenal. Yes. It would be a, a really, really good idea. Um, so, so AJ, are you picking the New Day then? I'm, of course I'm picking the New Day. Okay. I, unfortunately, am probably going to have to agree with Aaron, and I'm going to pick the Dudley boys, which I don't want, and I think it's a bad idea, but because they're probably going to continue this, I think they're going to see value in. The, the real issue is, what do you want to do with the New Day? Do you want them to continue to be in the tag division, or do you really want the New Day to continue to sort of lord over the entire roster? And, and they can do both. The Shield did both. They, they can, but it ends up hurting the tag division to me in the process. That's not an unfair statement. I, I, I think that if you're being fair, and I like the idea of the New Day sort of lording over the entire roster, but if that's the case, I do think that maybe for the betterment of the tag division, you have the Dudleys against the primetime players the next pay-per-view and you figure out a better way to use the New Day. By the way, you, you know got... what would be really cool is if they dropped the, if they did drop the belts this week and then they did freeboard rules on the U.S. title. Well, and uh, that's where we're about, about where to we're go. going. It's about we're, where we're, we're going. We're about to go there. But I'll, I'll add one more thing. The New Day could also be used to me. Um, in a way that benefits, say, one of the two teams, either Dean and Roman or the Wyatts. You have, you have two teams, right. quote unquote, that you kind of have nothing to do with. That you've just you don't really want to put them into the tag title picture right. because they seem almost above They're that. They're too important for the tag title. You've been running them into each yeah. other for forever. At some point, that's going to run up. The New Day could be the way that you move them on that, from that and into something else. Especially for Roman and Dean. Right. That that would make a lot of sense to that situation. Uh, for me, as much as anything, it's about making the Dudleys relevant. To buy, you know, if they lose again in this match, yeah, then then really, what, you're gonna trot them out there again in a month to get their asses kicked. But here's kicked? the thing, though they they've never like in all the matches they never truly lost. Like they've lost the matches. They, they they've paper. lost by roll ups and stuff. Yeah, I see what you're saying there, but at the same no, but like no, when the title was on the line, they lose because they're about to get a three count and it's broken up by Xavier Woods. Right, you're they saying that never, they've yeah, okay, but but they've then they've been they've really been the, you know Devon's been taking the pins and the six man tags that you know through the roll ups and yeah, you're right. But when the title was on the line, okay, the but were pinning for the win. Okay, so and, I mean, do, do you think that's the same? I mean, how do? Mm, Let's assume. Let's assume. Say. Let's assume the New Day wins here. They do, do. you assume they win by pin if the New Day wins? That they would pin the Dudleys. What do you I do think, with the Dudleys after that? I don't think. I, I don't think that the Dudleys were brought in to be a long-term project in the WWE. I think they were legend. They're on the Legends contract probably for a reason. Uh, 
see, that's actually the good question. There have been reports that it is a multi-year contract, and they are going to be. Well, I would be surprised if they're not there at least until the run-up to WrestleMania. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. I, I don't expect this to be a, like a three-month run. I, yeah. I expect it to be a little more than that. Yeah, I would think so too. Um, I, and, and that's the only reason. Like again, I think it makes more sense to have them to have the new day retain. But I wonder what you do with the Dudleys otherwise. So yeah, I just don't think it's the end of the world. I think the new day are in a good place right now where they can overcome losing. I don't. I almost think that the tag titles. I can't believe I'm saying this because of what the WWE's done to the tag titles. I think the tag titles are kind of beneath the new day at this point. I think they're that uh, good. Uh, I don't. No, I don't. That. I don't agree with that. Uh, at all I, don't, I don't agree with the that. man as John Cena says. Like, the U.S. title is a big deal right now. Why? Because John Cena made it a big deal. All right, so you're saying that it's a bigger and deal because the New Day yeah. has made right. the tag team titles a big deal. I agree right. with Adrian there. Okay. They just, they just have. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. All right, um, since we touched on it. Yes. Uh, John Cena has an open challenge. We know there's a lot of rumors about Cena. We don't have no idea, though, who's going to be uh, facing him. I think you threw out an idea that we've, all talked about, and that's uh, one of the new day. Talk, talk, tell us about that, AJ. Uh, man, I I can see John Cena losing to any member of the new day, um, but I'm really hoping it's I'm I'm really really hoping it's Iron Sheik. That would be really <laughs> awesome. To see that would be pretty <laughs> phenomenal. That would be awesome. <laughs> If, 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 wow, you just if, pulled that out of nowhere. Made Cena humble. That would be incredible. Wow. No, but I honestly, I, I think it either has to be a member of the New Day who takes it from Cena, or it has to be kind of like when Jericho came back, where it's somebody that nobody's thinking about that is still a great wrestler, and him and Cena put on a fantastic show, and Cena retains. I think those are really the only two outcomes. I think there are a couple more options, but... Uh, Wait, who did you say? You said New Day or Complete Random. Uh, complete I random. think if yeah. John Cena's going to lose the title, I think yeah. it's someone in New Day. I don't if think he's losing gonna... it on Sunday night, by the way. You don't? I think he's losing it on Monday. Ooh. I think he's okay. losing it on Monday. Because I think the the open challenge has been all about showing up on Raw. And being, and I think that, again, this is too much of a an obvious, I think he loses the title on Monday. And I think that it's about the, the spontaneity of... I'm still the man, and I'm going to come. Imagine if it was Daniel Bryan. That'd be awesome. Well, it would be I mean, unbelievable, yeah. right, and it would accomplish what you want to accomplish with it. Um, I think the other option would be to have Kevin Owens claim both titles. I think that's, that, would be sick. That, that would be good. I think that's one option that nobody's really talking I, about. I, I think that, there are a, a couple other options there as well. I, I think you know, if this is his last appearance, if he does lose, mm-hmm. the way to do it is you have New Day put him out. One you of just rip ways. him apart. You have right. them... You know, you have them win and then rip him apart. Like, right. if you want to put over the New Day, you have, them, yeah. you have them put Cena on the shelf for two months. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. I just think you do it on Monday. I, I just keep coming okay. back to the, the open challenge was a Monday. It was about yeah. Raw, right? Like, the, I'm going to show up and I'm going to announce an open challenge. It was always about Raw. I think you do but it you on could Monday. Do it. You, could have, you could have him do the open challenge, lose the New Day tonight. I mean, I mean Sunday. Mm-hmm. Someone in New Day Sunday, and then you could have him do his rematch Monday, yeah, the rematch. and then that's when you have them tear Just him apart. Start, stomp the hell out of him. Yeah, yeah, that's possible too. And and that's that's what I prefer. I think there are two wrestlers who aren't surprises who you also could do it here. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, would be Ziggler one. would be an obvious one. And then the guy who Dolph is presumably feuding with, Tyler Breeze, would be the. I think he's a severe long shot to yeah. win it over Cena. 
But I think that if you have those two feuding over the U.S. title, right, it, you, you, it becomes a very interesting argument situation. is very similar to Kevin Owens, where you immediately gave Kevin Owens credence by having him beat John Cena when he came up, and you would be doing something else with Tyler Breeze. I just – Tyler Breeze has been around for three days, you know, like – Well, I, I – I, I think the more logical is have Ziggler win it and then have Ziggler enter into a feud with, with Breeze, Breeze over the over title. The title. Yeah. I, I think it legitimizes Breeze somewhat. I think the only awkwardness about that would be that uh, I think if you have Ziggler Cena again, you want Ziggler kind of turning heel and to then win it possibly nefariously. Right. And then going into the feud with Breeze would be really awkward. Yeah, no, it's, there's no doubt about that. I ultimately think it's going to be Xavier Woods. I just, yep. I'm telling you, I think that Cena wins on Sunday and loses on Monday. That's my gut, whereas I think both of you are assuming that he loses on Sunday. Not assuming, but uh, if I'm booking... Well, we've got to make a pick. Yeah, no, well, no, that's my pick. My pick yeah. is Xavier Woods wins on Sunday. All right, AJ? All right, my pick is, since we don't know who it is, but we do know. I have a question to ask you. Is John Cena in this match? <laughs> Damn it, he got me. Wow. He got me wow. good. That son of a bitch. Wow. Oh, man. I can't believe that I didn't already do it. You <laughs> a-hole. Oh, not, well done, sir. Well done. That was outstanding. That was nice. Yeah, John That's, Cena wins. That's yeah. the way it works. All right, next one. Uh, we'll go to one of the, hell, the two Hell in a Cell matches here, and that's uh, Reigns Wyatt. I think I, I I I want to say. First off, do you think this is the end of the feud, as they are claiming? Yes, yes, I think it is. It better be. I mean, like, but here's the thing. Why? Here's the thing. People keep saying that. Did you like? Did you not enjoy Raw two weeks ago when they had that that match that they just brawled all, or was it two weeks ago or three weeks ago where they brought all through the stadium? And one of the coolest spots of the year when Roman speared Bray through the table. No, no, no. I, not one of the most awesome. A, AJ, I Raw? think these guys can work well together. I think the problem is they're hurting themselves by not getting opportunities to to do something else. The like, thing is, every year there's a feud that goes through the summer. Every year, this happened to be that feud. I yeah. don't know why that's a bad thing. Like every year, there's a feud that goes through the summer and is one of the either main events or top three. Rivalries of the summer, and and then and it, it usually the ends time. in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it happens every single year. I don't understand why people. This is then are, this is the right one to blow off in Hell in a Cell. Like Hell in a right. Cell is supposed to be the concept is this is where these things go to die, and, and, right? And, and for once, they actually did it and, right in Hell in a Cell. The two Hell in a Cell matches make perfect sense to have in the cell. They've never gotten right. that right in the past. As true blow off, end of the line. This yep. is how it ends. As we do it inside a cell, and that, I'm 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 with you on that. This isn't me. Being negative towards these guys, it's th- this is the place to end it. it. The place to do it is here, and to move yeah. on and have these guys do something else afterwards. Yeah. And that's what I said to you two months ago when you said the feud should end. Well, and last month when you said the feud. Well, should that's end. probably true. <laughs> you're probably right about that. <laughs> and now you're saying that I was right the entire. Well, time. I don't know. I don't know if I use those words. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> saying that. <laughs> I mean, the, but, the only read, the, the argument against ending it here is that it's just such a natural Survivor Series match with, that you right, have you the have family. some sort of shield team against or, some. Yeah, you, you right, have yeah, Team Reigns against yeah, the, the Usos wives, join them. Or right, whoever. Yeah. It's just so natural to have the Wyatts involved in the Survivor. That would be the argument against, but again. Well, the, the Wyatts could go do something else. Right, the Wyatts exactly. could be a team. They Wy- need... Wyatts can take on anybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. All right, so who wins? Uh. I think that this year is Roman Reigns' year to win it at WrestleMania. 
and therefore I believe he loses this match. Because every baby face needs to come out, come through some redemption along the way. So I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt. I think that when John Cena's gone, the WWE wants Roman Reigns to be John Cena. And if he's going to be John Cena, then he wins the blow-off. <laughs> because John Cena wins the blow-off. And I think you noticed it when they had Roman Reigns doing the John Cena bit during Breast Cancer Month. Like, I, I just think that they need him to be Cena while Cena's not there. And the way that you do that is by having him do the things that Cena would do. And Cena would win this. So I have Roman Reigns winning it. Yeah, I, I'm using your the the exact same thought process, process as you, AJ. You know, that Reigns is probably winning at WrestleMania. He's probably going to be involved in the main event, which means he wins here. Uh, I think that one of the criticisms last year was that he hadn't won enough. He hadn't been credible enough, you know, during it. As far as the not just wow, 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 we want Daniel Bryan's one of the arguments that when people stopped whining, they actually tried to make. So he needs to win a big feud. He still hasn't won a feud. He didn't win enough. He, he yes, he hadn't. What he had just come off the injury, and he had he immediately won. He won every run. match before he got injured. He, he, so right, he's and that that had been six months before <laughs> he hadn't <laughs> so won a match in six oh, months. Oh, oh. So then I'm, that means that your argument is that his, his reason he shouldn't have been in the main event is because he couldn't. He didn't win matches when he couldn't wrestle. Yes, the argument was that, that he hadn't won a feud. He Anyways, won all the matches leading if, up if, if he, he doesn't hurt. win this feud, he if he doesn't win this feud, if he got hurt, then he won every match once he got back. If it's he, not his fault that he got hurt. If he doesn't win this feud, it means what? he will not have won a feud in a long ass time. Like, like, like let's, let's go back through his history here. After, has he won a feud? I mean, he pretty much immediately went into the, the feud with, uh, Wyatt, but in like those three months between, it was he, you know, he lost the title match. He, I can't, did he have a match with Big Show or something? Yeah, he had a match with Big Show. He won the feud with Big Show back in April. So again, if he loses this feud with Wyatt, it's his big chance to say, this, this is my big moment. I, this is my one defining feud winner. Cause I don't have that in my resume yet. I have not won a feud. He won a feud with Randy Orton at SummerSlam before he was hurt. Okay, yes. <laughs> 16, month, 16 months ago. We're talking about 16 months ago now. I, I, can, listen I can listen to this all day. He hasn't worked in 16 months. Yes. Okay. I understand that. Royal Rumble. And then he lost all the feuds after that. <laughs> he didn't lose the feud with Brock Lesnar. He Nobody lost the feud with Rollins. Oh, he, he, went after, he went after Rollins and failed. Oh. Went oh. after Rollins and failed. Didn't win the match against Lesnar. Didn't win the match against Rollins. He did win against Big Show. Did not win against Wyatt. Like that's a lot of did not wins in there. And 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 that's why I think they want to give him before thirty. Uh, let's see here. That's a good question. That's actually a good. Let's let's see. They built him up. They built him up through the tag division. He won a bunch of tags. Did he win the feud with Kane? Uh, well, he was injured during the. He didn't even win the feud. He didn't even win the feud with John Cena when he won the title. Well, he, be, he beat Cena cleanly. Yeah, what are you talking about? He, he beat Cena cleanly. That was one, two, three in the middle of the ring. He at SummerSlam and then held the title for 64 seconds. Right. But, that's, but, but, he, but that wasn't that had nothing to do with Cena. He, he did he, win the feud he, with he, Cena. He won the feud with oh, Cena. Oh, he lost oh, the feud oh, with Orton. Right. So when there's outside factors that affect Daniel Bryan, 
Like, I mean, Daniel Bryan also had five years of some winning before that. So. And, okay, that's okay. But when there's outside factors like, I don't know, tearing your abdomen from the inside out. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying Reigns, Reigns needs a, a feud win. What, what, I don't now, that I, now that I understand. Yes, <laughs> Reigns needs a win in a feud here. If he's gonna, oh, if, man. Like... Uh, I'm a little confused no, by that. Why, why you're against Reigns winning a feud with Wyatt? I, I'm like Chad. I'm like I'm not, Chad. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, confused at all. I'm saying one of the things that is, what happens is smarts make decisions and then they try to use Fugazi references and statistical data to back up. He did yell at Fugazi. Fugazi. Wow. I'm stoked. <laughs> that that was that was a good word there. Uh, uh no, like, but I mean Reigns needs a feud win. He does. He needs to come out on top at some point. Uh, all right. Are we good? Are we all? Are we all okay on this one? Can we? No. I, I mean, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so, you know what I love about this is like I know what this is. Is that it's it's AJ. What he hears there is you going after Roman Reigns. I'm not. No, that's not what I hear at all. Like, I'm not going after Roman Reigns at all. I'm saying he needs a feud win. That's all. Look, everybody makes excuses for guys that they like, right? Like guys like Daniel Bryan, they make they've made millions. Of and you like Roman Reigns? Well, yeah. well, hold on, hold on. Wait, are hold on. and I guess I guess here's here's the different. Daniel here would Bryan's be the difference between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Daniel, Daniel Bryan's missed almost two full years. Well, who's making excuses for Daniel Bryan? I, I'm, I, I, you, you, I, I don't want I don't want Daniel Bryan anywhere near the title picture. Are you gonna let me finish? No, Daniel Bryan should not be anywhere near the title picture. Anywhere near. Daniel Bryan comes back in the Royal Rumble, wins the Royal Rumble, every fan in WWE, smart, is ecstatic that he has a WWE title shot at WrestleMania, even though he hasn't done anything since the Extreme Rules. Right, because you can't, you can't blame him for the fact that his neck gets off. <laughs> Roman, Reigns, Roman Reigns goes all the way to SummerSlam, wins a feud at SummerSlam, tears his abdomen, comes back at TLC, wins the match at TLC, wins the Royal Rumble, wins... Uh, the number one contender match with Daniel Bryan before the Royal Rumble, then, uh, I mean, before WrestleMania, then goes to WrestleMania and does Seth, the job for Seth Rollins, and all of a sudden, Roman Reigns doesn't have any credibility to be the champ. It's malarkey. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, well, okay. Well, R- Roman Reigns actually did not have a match at TLC last year. Oh! <laughs> World star! <laughs> World star! <laughs> Roman Reigns, so Roman Reigns' first match back was the Royal Rumble. Uh, I think he had a SmackDown match at one point, but yeah, his first pay-per-view match after SummerSlam was the Rumble. Oh, I'm sorry. So then he came back, won a match, and then won the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, he beat, I, I can't remember who he beat. He beat that, someone. Didn't, that didn't change anything that I said, because uh, he doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I am, Good times. I'm all in on this. Good all right. times. Um, we got to go. We got uh, to get Yeah, stick it to the title match. Uh, the, what what is it? Oh yeah, Rollins Kane. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rollins. Kane obviously we wins yeah. here, right, we guys? Could you we, even we no longer need to discuss? Could that you imagine Rollins. if they had Kane win this match? Could you just imagine it? Oh, I guess I guess the, the I guess the one question coming out of this is: Does Sheamus cash in? No, mm. I do not believe Sheamus is going to ever get a chance to cash in. I think he's going to lose the money in the big contract. I think I, think, I think it'd be the best thing for them to not ever yes. have Seamus cash in, but I don't know. I right. think 
I think Seamus probably cashes in and loses whenever he does. Yeah, I hope. I, I guess. I guess here's the question: None of us believe that Kane is going to win. What do you do with Seth Rollins after this? Um, I, yeah, go ahead, AJ. He's the world champ. You can put him with literally anyone in the roster. Okay, so who do you put I him with? I suggest Fandango. <laughs> who? No, but who do you put him with for for the until the Rumble season? Who who do you suggest putting him with for the next two months? The, it depends on if you want him to be. If you want him to start to break away from the authority or not. Okay. Who? If, you, if you do want him to start breaking away from the authority, then I would probably. I mean, to me, it seems like that his next feud might be right back. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. I don't. I, don't I, I wouldn't have. Yeah, I don't. There, I, don't but... I don't particularly like it, but you know, it's different. It's yeah. something they haven't done. I, I already told you what I think you do here, and that's you, you look at your you, awful ratings and you pull, right. the, you pull the trigger on, on Seth Rollins' Triple H moving forward. I, I think the question not is if they're going to have it, it's when, and whether they have right. it and in I'm the saying, next two months or at Mania possibly. And I'm saying possibly. that if, if we're getting what we want at Mania, and you know what I want at Mania, which is... We're not the, getting what you want at Mania. No, well, no, no, I'm saying the triple threat. Oh, okay. I want, oh that one, yes, I yes, want, yes, that's what I everyone want, wants. I want Rollins, Reigns, and, and Ambrose, Ambrose in a match yes. at Mania, and if we're going to do that, then why not go ahead and pull the trigger on yep. Rollins' Triple H yep. now? I agree. That's my thought process, yep. and I think it helps your ratings because it involves, it involves Triple H participating more heavily week in and week out on Raw. I'm not telling you it makes suddenly that you can compete with Monday Night Football because you can't. But, although maybe this week because the Ravens stink, um, <laughs> but you can at least compete with the idea of um, not having the historically low ratings that you've had by putting him into the most important program that he will have worked in in months, you know, like since Brock Lesnar. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's the logical way to go. Um, you know, the, the only question is, in the short amount of time that you have, how do you credibly make Triple H a face? How, you know, or do you, no, you don't try to, in that situation, you don't try to make Rollins the face. It's, it's a little tricky there. You would, you would have thought there would be a little bit more seed planting than there have been. There's been some seeds, but, you know, a little bit more, especially if you're going to have it at Survivor Series. Um... Yeah. My feeling is that, dude, dude, I honestly have no idea who they're going to do Seth Rollins with. I mean, did, a month ago, did you think it was going to be Kane? Like, No, I didn't. I thought they were going to do it. At, I didn't necessarily think it was going to be here. I thought at some point they would do it as the, the kind of month-long feud because they never really resolved that when they were teasing it so heavily over the summer. I just think that Seth Rollins is at the point right now where he, to me, no one in the business, like, I'm a Roman Reigns fan. That's my favorite guy. I love Bray Wyatt. Um, I love Ziggler. But, like, when I watch matches, there's no one in the world better than Seth Rollins right now, period. So, when, I, I think he's earned the right to be the champ for a year. So, because of that, I think at this point, until you start really getting to, like, Royal Rumble, I think you just give him feuds along the way and see what he can do with him. Yeah, because I, every person he's gone in the ring with, he's made look like a god. No, I, I hear yeah. what, I hear what you're saying. Of I course. just think that you kind of done him wrong by forcing him to try to make it work with Kane. Like, Kane I, and then Sting. I, yeah, and, and, and I think you can do him better by serving him something better that, for him to work with. Yeah. I just think that you can... 
you know, do more for him in that if, way. If I'm WWE, I'm, I'm concerned about, I'm at least a little concerned about the ratings, and I don't think that Rollins no. back would. I, that's what, I don't understand why people think, like, yes, ratings, okay, ratings, but, like, the WWE Network is the big driver of that company right now. Right, yeah, that's fair, and, and that is that that's is fair. fair. It's, it's just that um, they have their and, quarterly report and, next and month. Raw will never ever compete with football, and I'm saying that as a football player that loves well, but it, it competed a lot better last Sunday year. Night, it competed a lot better. Minority, right? No, you. But but the problem is that they competed a lot better in the past, and then the the this season they are getting absolutely annihilated. Like they're they're losing twenty yeah, percent of the. That, that from last year, they've lost 20% of their viewership from their their shows against Monday Night Football last year. Like, that's concerning. Yeah, I mean, I think you you, you have to think about that. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm with you that the network is the driver yeah, the and it's not the end of the world, but I do think you have to think about it. Yeah, especially when you do I have these quarterly reports. You know why I don't think you do it all? Because you know who the WWE champ was this time last year? Uh, Brock Lesnar, yeah. and he wasn't there, right? Brock no. Rollins, but we all bitched about him not being there. Wait, we bitched about, and they were getting better ratings with him not on there. Yeah, what I'm saying is, the product right now is—it's not like the show is not the ratings aren't well because the product's not well. Seth Rollins is the best WWE champ we've had in years, years, bar none. So I don't think that you can say well. Uh, we gotta do some like what? What more do you? Do? You, you put him in a feud with Triple H. You put him in a two month long feud instead of a villain of the, villain of the month. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. If I'm not watching Monday Night Raw because I'm watching Monday Night Football, I don't give a shit that Triple H is in the world title picture. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think that was one of the things. I don't that, give a shit. No, Aaron pulled that, put into that out a minute ago. I don't think you're getting them back in droves, but I do think that saying that Triple H is going to be involved, and it can't just be that he's you know there and building up. He's got to wrestle at some point. You know what I mean? Like he's got to wrestle on Raw. And, that's not gonna happen. And that's that right, and if that's the case, then I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's gotta involve saying to Triple H, are you willing to work for the next two to three months? And if he's not, then no, don't do it. Don't don't just force it for the sake of forcing it because it's not gonna have the impact that you want it to have. It'd be like having, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin show up on Monday night to do nothing. Um it, but if he's willing mm-hmm. to work, I think that it benefits everyone. I think it helps everyone. I think it gets some back for what you've been missing in ratings. I think it helps Seth Rollins by putting him something more important. I think it continues to further him as a champion. And I don't think it hurts Triple H because, frankly, at this point, as a nothing wrestler, can hurt Triple what H. can hurt Triple yeah, H? Nothing can hurt Triple H. You're not nothing. losing your legacy here right. at this point. I mean, like, and, and he's willing to keep doing certain things. Um, now, he did. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, real quick. Aaron, weren't you the person that said. Uh, you can't have John Cena lose to Kevin Owens because it would hurt his legacy. No, was that you that said that? No, I said you can't have it because you push Owens too high. That that was my issue with Owens. Yeah, when, he was sort of going with an Icarus vibe. Yeah, with, like, like with Owens. There. Yeah, you you, you push okay. him too high that he can't sustain that level and he falls flat because of it. That that was mine. Never, I never. You can't hurt Cena's legacy. That that's ridiculous. Yeah, he's a fifteen-time champion. Yeah, he's going to be a sixteen-time champion. I mean, here he's he's one of the all-time greats. Yeah. He's going to be. Uh, here's something I hate to burst guys' bubble that a lot of people are thinking. He's going to be a 17. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no, 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 no. He's, he's, right. he's probably going to be a 20 time champion. Right. It's not, he's not, <laughs> he's, he's not any, he's got another 10 years. So he's winning the title at least another five, six times in that span. 
That, that's well, not even a question. He really is, isn't he? he yeah, really that's is. not even a question. And he's going to die in the ring, too. Like, you know, he cares so much about the business that he's going to he's gonna figure out a way that he dies in the ring. Like, he's like... Uh, you know what was really cool is if when he, he is they wait for him to finally turn heel after he wins his 16th. Oh, I'd be so psyched for that. I mean, I, I think that's that the problem. He, it would work too well. I, I think he turns. Well, yeah, right. We'd he all, turns heel two wins. Yeah, we'd all. Oh, right. In order to do it. Yeah. That's when he. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. Okay. I, I dig that. All right. We uh, got to We got to wrap this. Well, up. one more match. Oh, really? Taker Lesnar. Right. Hell in a Cell. Who? Here's one thing I have to say. I don't know why Mark Calloway, and I'm using his real name because this is a real Smark. Name. I don't know why he decided that this was a good idea for him in life terms because he's almost died the last two times that he's wrestled Brock Lesnar. And now he's doing it in Hell in a Cell. And I'm legitimately afraid for his safety and well-being. Um, And I think Lesnar wins, but... I'm really, like, legitimately terrified that he's going to die on Sunday on the live <laughs> TV. Here's, here's the thing about that. I almost, I wonder. I giggle about that. Yeah, I know. That, that That's kind of a weird giggle there. Oh, look, right. Undertaker's dying. Right. Uh, I almost wonder if this actually helps, because you don't have to go around the, you know, you don't have to do a lot of movement. It'll probably, it'll be more of a confined brawling as opposed to, you know, you have to take 17 German suplexes. You can grab weapons, which, you know, as much as it looks harder, I'm, I'm sure he'd rather take, you know, a chair shot with hands in front rather than taking a German suplex to the neck. I almost wonder if this helps him in a way. Okay, first of all, Brock Lesnar's going to throw at least 10 German suplexes in this match. That's going to happen. Probably, but, you know, maybe he doesn't do 15. <laughs> you, you can do, you don't have to. That's the thing. He's going to, but you can do less than you would have if it was a standard match or a more open match where you're going through announce tables, where you're going through, you know. Oh, other... wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. That cell's going to be broken, and, and Taker's going through an announce table. Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, see, I, I think they might do that with Reigns, uh, Wyatt. I think they save the, those big spots, the big, huge, like, falling off the cage type shots. I think they use that in Wyatt, uh, Wyatt Reigns, and they do this more of a, more well, how, how are they gonna, what are they gonna do? Fix the cage for the final match? Sure. They've done it before. They've had, I mean, they've had people wrestle main events in collapsed rings. Yeah, after. I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I think what AJ says actually makes more sense, which is the way they've built this thing up, they almost have to make this. Otherwise, again, why did we do this again? Nobody was really clamoring for Well, I, you had to do it this. after the SummerSlam. But you didn't have to you, do it in Hell in a Cell. You didn't have to do it. But it makes more sense. You could have. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I think containing it makes more sense that you don't have a wide open space. You don't have, you know, them fighting. Uh, around the barriers, around the crowd. Yes, they have the thing, but it's a little bit more enclosed. It's more uh, access to weapons. Reaching under the ring would be a little bit more accessible. And it almost makes it more for a more intimate match, a more physical, intimate match, uh, as far as just, you know, a lot of punches, as opposed to going through an announce table, as opposed to going up and down a ramp, for instance. You know, things like that. I almost think it makes more You know, we've seen these guys. Granted, it was 13 years ago. We've seen these guys in Hell in a Cell before. We know they know their way around it. And even that match, uh, obviously both very different styles at this point, but it was more contained. It was more ground and pound. There was a lot of that going on. 
as opposed to wild going through the cage, using the cage as a huge weapon, that sort of thing. All right. All right. Look, I did we do we did you make a pick, AJ? Yeah, I picked Brock Lesnar. Yeah, okay. It's got if, if you do if you don't have Brock Lesnar win this, then the only, shut down the operation. The only if you're going to play devil's advocate here and you're going to say Undertaker wins, it's for the sole purpose of setting up a match at WrestleMania for Brock yeah. Lesnar. Like that's the only way you do it. And even then I think it makes more sense for uh, if you're going to set up a match for WrestleMania, I think it makes more sense to do it the other way around, setting up a match with Taker and somebody for Mania in this match. <sighs> but again, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just saying, if you're if you're going to have Taker win, that's the only reason. I straight up hate the notion. <laughs> yep. I hate it. All right. Um, AJ, you are on Twitter where? AJ Francis 410 and you, where you're from. you are still driving during the season, right? Like, you, you still every now and then, or you just, no, com- nothing? No. Okay, all no. right, all right. This job, job takes up a lot of hours. Yeah, well, that's true, I understand. I didn't know if maybe you could sneeze, squeeze in, like, a Friday well, night drive You, you have some like big that. news for wrestling fans, though, about a certain weekend in April, don't you, AJ? Oh, yeah, um, you know, me and a teammate of mine, Earl Mitchell, um, we got our travel packs for WrestleMania 32, so... You will be able to see me and Earl Mitchell in the first four rows. We all know our CJ. Wow. In the, rows, in the first four rows of WrestleMania, the NXT show before WrestleMania, um, the uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and Raw the night after WrestleMania. Uh, how about that? How about that? Now, I will be, be joining him for Mania. We're the be... only guys there that have, you know, muscles, but <laughs> like... So you'll probably be able to spot us pretty easy. All right. All right. Um, give him a follow on Twitter at AJFrancis410. Uh, you want to do the thing where you sign off? Yes. This is the main event. We'll come, yeah. ba- we'll come back in with a quick count in the top five. This is Jobbing Out. If you're like most folks, you drop by your local Royal Farm store for a fast, fresh, delicious breakfast sandwich on your way to wherever it is you're on your way to. But maybe you're ready for Royal Farm's new Scrapple breakfast sandwiches. For just $2.89, you can get tasty, crispy Scrapple with your choice of cheese and eggs on a biscuit, bagel, bread, or croissant. The new Royal Farm Scrapple breakfast sandwiches. Just $2.89 at Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Are you a believer in the Retriever? The UMBC sports marketing team is proud to support UMBC athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC sports on Instagram at RetrieverBeliever and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC sports marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever believer at the games. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. 
so we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, and Annapolis. Wrestling fans, it's time for Wrestle Crate. Wrestle Crate is a pro wrestling themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month and every crate contains a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those t-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Boxing fans, this is Jake the Snake Smith of Baltimore Boxing. Our next boxing event is going to be Turkey Day Eve. That's November 25th. That's a Wednesday at Michael's 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, Maryland. We're going to knock the stuffing out of the other opponents that night. Website is BaltimoreBoxing.com. That's BaltimoreBoxing.com. You can get your tickets there or you can call 410-375-9175. Tickets are $25 in advance, 30 at the door, $35 for reserve. Reserve tickets, three hundred and fifty for reserve tables, and five hundred dollars for VIP tables, and fifty dollars for VIP seats. VIP comes with hors d'oeuvres an hour before the event starts. That's from seven to eight. Turkey Day Eve is the biggest night out. What a better way to spend it by watching the stuffings getting knocked out. And ladies and gentlemen, Mike Dietrich was one of my favorite boxers that I had throughout the years who passed away. And every year he used to do a canned food drive. So this is it. This is the Mike Dietrich canned food drive. So please bring a can of food to feed the homeless. Thank you. In this day and time, Back in here on Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster for segment number three. We will uh, have a top five list here in segment number three. And, of course, we'll get into our quick count to start things off. Thanks again to A.J. Francis for hopping on with us in segment number two to preview. You really have to thank him. Yeah, I mean, we do. I know it's like his show, too, so like. What we should really do is beat him up for not being on more often. I, I, I was going to say, he should be thanking us. Yeah, right, for the fact that we do it each and every week, right. and he only has to show up every now and then, and he, he still gets to... Dude, like, it's in its bio. He still claims that, like, he's the the top star on the show. He, he's like Ric Flair. He shows up once a month, doesn't do a whole lot, but he gets to be claimed to be, you know, a ratings booster or whatever he is. I mean, he does play in the NFL, man. He does play in the <laughs> yeah, NFL. Hey. <right. laughs> All right, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Our uh, quick count for the week. Um, we do also need to update everybody on – I know we, we mentioned briefly that we were both kicking uh, AJ's asses in oh, the yeah. Fantasy League, but let's get a whole update on what's going uh, on in the Fantasy you, League. You've actually made a nice little boost behind uh, both yeah. Kevin Owens and Sheamus, who yeah. are on well, a run. You are I drafted really well, unlike everybody else, yeah, you who are... uh, decided to gobble <laughs> up all the other players that I didn't know were available. But anyway, you were saying. Uh, so you, you've, you've closed the gap quite a bit. I think you're only about 60 points behind me at this point. You jumped, uh, Brian. And, uh, yeah. I'm almost certainly going to win, especially if Seamus ends up cashing in. Well, if she, I mean, that's, that's going to be the big thing. Does Seamus cash? And actually, you know what the other big thing will be? If, uh, the Dudleys end up beating the New Day. If the New Day retains, I get pretty, I get pretty confident there. It does there. help you a lot, no doubt about that. Uh, but, so that, that could end up being the deciding factor, but I'm still riding the New Day. And, uh, yeah. 
All right. Well, fantasizer.com is where we do it, and it uh, hosts all sorts of fantasy leagues for all sorts of different TV shows. And if you're into, I saw there was a change that uh, Simon Cowell is replacing Howard Stern on America's Got Talent. So if you want to do like an America's Got Talent, really, fantasy Simon league, Cowell? Yeah, I don't know, man. Not my. I always thought it was awkward that Howard Stern was there to begin with because, like, he had to be a completely different guy. I never – I haven't seen – Well, no, a lot of people call – like, Artie Lang has called him out on, like, now he's, like, utterly different in everything in life because oh, really? he's an A-lister now and he shows up at, like, celebrity weddings awesome. and things like that. I don't know. I, I don't care enough about Howard Stern to yeah, care. Yeah, I, I was never a huge Howard Stern yeah, guy. Yeah, it's not but, uh, but, um, you know, whatever you're into, they got it fantasizing. Pretty much they have everything. And we'll be doing another uh, – uh, WWE Fantasy League, and if you want to get involved with that, send an email to jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Aaron, for number one, I always allow you to go off the reservation a little bit. What you got? Yeah, uh, I just kind of want to talk about the past couple weeks in NXT. And, you know, we talked after the past takeover how they were in a very interesting position where, you know, a lot of their feuds were ending, guys were being called up, things weren't really going, you know, things seemed to be ending, and that was almost going to be a new chapter of NXT. And the past two weeks, have really showed that. Uh, you know, we came in with James Storm's new theme. Uh, that was actually a really cool debut because uh, the the Tron that they used was just kind of fire for a little bit. At, and as that intro built up, you could see, like, everybody standing because everyone in Full Sail knows everybody's music. And they're like, what the hell is this? That's cool. And then all of a sudden, James Storm's walks out on the stage and they just completely lose their shit. And it was absolutely great. <laughs> um, he put guy away pretty quickly we'll see exactly what comes from that if he is long-term nxt if this is going to be a you know appear every now and then thing so you gotta see but uh last week they did something pretty interesting i thought which was um they did a battle royal to determine the number one contender to the title and in that battle royal, they did something that the main roster almost never does and they should do it which is they use the battle royal not to just determine the number one contender, but they used it to build several feuds which they can stem from. You know, based on who eliminated who, how they did it. Uh, Apollo Cruz won. It was a little bit of a surprise, so he's going to be challenging uh, Finn Balor in a few weeks. Okay, little surprise that it was because a, it's a quick push for him. Quick push, right. but uh, they did something really. They did a like a five minute video about his past. They showed some of his previous. They they went into his history, his personal life. Uh, you know, something we had talked about in that first segment where, you know, they need to build more on these characters yep. and make them real people. They did a great job with that with uh, Apollo Crews. They had done this in the past with Finn Balor, with some other guys, and uh, just a great job with that. So they made him really credible in the process. They also started a feud in that battle royal. Uh, Samoa Joe eliminated Tyler Breeze, who was actually getting a big face reaction. And then Breeze, when he was eliminated, pulled Joe off of the apron as well. So you get a feud going out from that. Obviously, we don't know exactly how far that's going to go now that Breeze is up on the main roster, but you, you start a feud there. You also had Baron Corbin and Rhino uh, hmm. eliminate, or, you had, <clears throat> excuse me, Corbin eliminate Rhino, and you start a feud immediately at that, which kind of paid off here. I don't know if that'll be the last match between these two. But they used it to start three or four just completely new feuds, which is something, it's a no-brainer to do. Yep. Especially in the, but... They do it so infrequently with those types of things that they don't build on it. NXT is. NXT is doing a great job of it. Uh, they quickly uh, made a new number one contender to the uh, women's title. Uh, Alexa Bliss is going to be okay. Bailey's first big non-Sasha challenger. Um, 
little bit of an interesting decision to go that way. People, you wanted them to go with. Um, I thought Emma would have been the logical choice. Oh, well, Emma or uh, what? Uh, the uh, Japanese. No, I see. I, I didn't want them to go with Oscar uh, just Asuka, because. I think for Bailey, you really want a heel foil there. And that's why Alexa makes okay. so much sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she is the antithesis of Bailey. She is, you know, she's got the mean girl dynamic down at this point. She's, you know, she's, she's the mean cheerleader from high school okay. at this point. And, okay. uh, she, she's got that down very well. You know, it won't be an all, probably won't be an all time classic. Alexa Bliss is getting better in the ring, but she's no Sasha. She's no Becky at this point. But, uh, it'll, it'll be fun. And, uh, just, it'll let Bailey be super face Bailey against okay. Alexa. So it makes a lot of sense and you know, it's a new chapter, but they're they did it very well. Alright, very good. Number two this week, let's talk about uh, Brock Lesnar, who was a guest on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. Uh yeah. It was it was interesting. It was an interesting podcast. I think it was a lot less explosive than people wanted it to be. We didn't get the the big tease of WrestleMania. But how many of these Stone Cold podcasts have really have um have we walked away from saying oh man uh the first couple we did the, the did Vince we? one the Vince one we did but I think that's only because we only hear Vince talk well uh, well that's a big reason I, th- now I think then. the Triple H one to an eh, extent I think that was kind of disappointing to tell you the truth uh you know I liked it whatever but um I th- I think I'm not saying they shouldn't do the podcast right, right, I just right. think that our expectations for what's gonna, well right well like, and there's I, gonna and be bombshells you know, that come you know out of these last, podcasts last week I said that I thought that they might tease WrestleMania obviously they didn't you, do you, that. You're, because you're all in on the idea of uh, uh, Lesnar and well I wasn't all in on the idea I just really I mean I'd love to see it obviously but you know I thought that with what Heyman did last time when he was on I thought that he, you know why do that if you know why drop that even hint if you're not gonna I hate do it. it but anyways um. I, I thought the most there were there were a couple things I found really interesting about the first one was that they spent the first half hour kind of talking about non wrestling things and just uh, you know as as a guy who interviews people but both of us you know we we do interviews constantly I really was interested more more than the content in how Stone Cold was doing it. you know Lesnar is not a guy who opens up very easily. He's not a guy who's used to talking for long periods of time, obviously. He's a little bit closed off. And you could tell that Austin was talking about hunting, talking about, you know, trucks and how he grew, you know, what kind of grill he right. has and, you know, what he hunts and, you know, all of his background because he was trying to open Lesnar up a little bit. And I think it worked. I think that at first Lesnar seemed really kind of uncomfortable doing it. And as they went on for that first half hour, you know, 25 minutes to a half hour, he really started to open up that when they did want to get to the wrestling stuff, he was a little looser. He was more open. Uh, so I, I thought that was a great way that Austin, just as an interviewer, got done. And one of the reasons I really like his podcast is because I think he's one of the better interviewers because he knows how to play off of his uh Right. His I, well, I think that's more the idea that, like, you're talking to Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? right. Like, that if there's anybody that you're going to talk to about certain things, that, that he would be the guy. If he's, right. If he's willing to go after it. That he would be the guy, and also I think because they present it as you're coming in here to get uh, to, to to get grilled, if you will. And, and again, I, I think if Austin had start I, off right the bat, you know, right off the bat with wrestling stuff, though, I don't think we get the but, same but stuff I'll, we I'll, got out of Lesnar. I'll come back to. Don't ever forget this is still WWE. Programming. Of course it is. Of course. And it is. and in many ways, you can try to sell it as. You know, but this is real. I don't buy it for a second. No, I don't I mean, buy there, there's it. There's definitely things that they. You know, it, it, it's a cleaned up version. But again, I just as as you know, a journalist or whatever you want to say, as as a personality, uh, I 
I appreciated just how Austin went about that, and I thought that it came, you know, it came off well, and it, I think it did open Lesnar up. The other thing that was interesting was when, you know, they did get to the wrestling stuff, and Lesnar really started to talk about kind of how he views the business. You know, we always knew Brock Lesnar was, you know, a bit of a mercenary. Sure. To, to use it, you know, he's not a guy who's truly passionate about the business. No. He's doing it because it's a mean, to, it's a way to get a paycheck. Yep. But, uh, just the way he talked about it, the way he, you know, Austin would, Austin talked about WrestleMania 19 and him doing the shooting star press. Um, and he's just like, oh, that happened at WrestleMania 19. And, and he said it, I don't remember the exact words, but more or less, oh, I had no idea what number it is. And that's kind of the difference between us because you care about the numbers, you care about the history, you care about all that. For me, I'm punching in and punching out. But also keep in mind, part of that is because Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's what he has. Whereas Brock Lesnar, less than people can hate it. Brock Lesnar has a lot oh, more. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. this is a bad thing by any yeah. stretch, but it was just really fascinating. I thought hearing about how you know beating the Undertaker, he was viewing it from a business sense. Hey, this is going to do well for me for my business. It's not necessarily. Oh my God, I just ended the streak. Right. I just you know it was. Oh, this is going to be good for for my. He didn't say Q rating, but more or less right. his Q rating. Right. Uh, you know, he talked about and just his. Dispassion, I would say. You know, like, I don't think we ever, we don't hear people, even if we know that they're not necessarily the most into it, we very rarely hear active but wrestlers talking Brock about Lesnar how cared little. cared this, this deeply, if we thought there was any reason to think that he cared about the wrestling business, no, 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 he no. wouldn't be showing up once a, right, no, every we, two weeks, or every two months. That part wasn't the surprise, it was just how he talked, how in depth he talked about the fact that he really, you know, He's doing what the guys will. He did say, it was interesting that he did say when he came back to WWE that he wanted to be part of the creative meetings. He wanted to have control over what he was doing. So he does care about that aspect. He cares about how he's used. He cares about how he's portrayed. But outside of that, like, he just doesn't have that much knowledge or interest in what el- anything else that's going on. You know, he doesn't dislike it in any ways. He's just very dispassionate about it. It's a job to him. It's a nine-to-five job. He doesn't necessarily need to be friendly with the other guys. You know, not that he hates the other guys. And it was just interesting to hear. You know, he's not the first guy to be, you know, thinking of the job as a business. But he's the first guy who's active that really went in depth on okay. how little. And I thought that was just, that was the interesting part of okay. the podcast. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, it was, just, it was overall interesting to hear him talk about all that. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, one, one other thought, um, just about the, the Lesnar. I, I like the idea of Lesnar talking more. Yeah. I do. Um, he's such a rock star that it's nice for him to open his mouth every now and then. And and the funny thing is, he's not that bad a talker. Right. Like, when right. he's... It's when he... And, and you saw this at the end. When he went into, like, I'm Brock Lesnar, I'm Brock Lesnar the character mode to kind of talk about how he was pissed off at Taker and he's just like, I'm going to end this right here, you know, right here on Sunday. He got really awkward. But, you know, we saw it in UFC when he could just grab the mic and talk, you know, the, the thing about... Uh, what was it? Bud, Li- Bud Light didn't sponsor him or Coors Light didn't sponsor Or, yeah, Coors Light didn't oh, sponsor right. yeah, him. So yeah. I'm going to go grab a Bud Light and get on top of my wife. Like, that yeah, was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whenever he did those sort of things in UFC when he could just be yeah. himself, he was great. We've seen that. It's just that when he becomes Brock Lesnar, the character, that he gets a little bit awkward. But, yeah, I would like to see him talk more. Yeah, yeah I hear you. 
Um, I, I, I think that's something they can figure out a way to do without taking away from the brilliance of Paul Heyman. Yes. I think that they can make both things work yeah. uh, somehow, some way. Yeah. And uh, number three, we have some betting odds for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I, I was uh, on my sports book this week, and I noticed that in the futures section, they this is five dimes, they had uh, odds for the Royal Rumble very early. Crazy to bet. If you bet on the Royal Rumble, what is it, three, three and a half months out at this point? Yeah. Yeah, that's Yeah, you're, you're, right? you're a degenerate. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean you are absolutely Well, insane. or you're hoping that you can get great odds on something. But yeah, I, I but mean, look, even then, like, you're betting on someone who may not even make the Rumble. Okay, first of all, if you're betting on, on wrestling, yes. yes, then you're a degenerate. But but at least if you're betting a day out, you know, okay, this guy's not injured. This guy, okay, you know, yeah. you know what their the plans are. You can make some sort of, if, right. if you're betting. But, you know, I, I found interesting to see what uh, at least one book thought of uh, chances and and a couple things jumped at me the favorite right now at five to one odds is brock lesnar not outrageous at all okay sure not not outrageous right uh the next one is interesting uh plus 550 five and a half to one eleven to two however you want to say it kevin owens yeah that jumps out at me that jumps out that's really odd now, uh, now it could be that they're trying to find, like, trying to fit the bill of a Rumble winner, right? Right. They're, they're, saying, they're like, okay, so if you don't believe that Roman Reigns, for instance, right. is going to win, who are you going to bet? Who are who are the people who are betting three and a half months out going to want to put their money on? So, so that you know that that's definitely kind of you know you it's all, weird. It's you weird. always get inflated lines for the right. Cowboys and the Packers because they are public. Kevin Owens might be a public person, which is odd, but anyways. That was very odd that he's the second favorite. Uh, Seth Rollins is third, six to one. Then Roman, that's, this is where Roman Reigns falls at, uh, plus 650, which is, honestly, if you're going to bet on somebody at this point, you know, that's who I would probably consider putting money on. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I, look, I think if you're putting money on someone, you're probably putting it on Reigns, but I guess the argument is because he won last year, they're really going to have him and, back and, and that, that yeah, that's the other thing. Um, you know, going down the list, you have, uh, Dean Ambrose and Rusev. And Cena all tied at nine to one. Right. Got Daniel Bryan twelve to one. Ryback fourteen to one. Orton fourteen. Well, you mentioned one. one other one that was pretty funny to me. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you go down, and, and once you go down, it's crazy. You're going into thirty to fifty to ones. Um, you got Big Show, Kane, and The Rock all at thirty three to one. You got Tyson Kidd at forty five to one. Bo Dallas fifty to one. Miz sixty six to one. Right. But below Tyson Kidd, who will probably yeah. never wrestle again. Um, Triple H and Kurt both at fifty-five to one. Right. Are. Right. Triple H, by the way, at fifty-five to one, is interesting. I, I would like if you were just going. I want to put two dollars on yeah, something. Right? Well, you know, it's you know, impossible. It, yeah. If they, you're getting hell of an odd, hell of odds. Yeah, you're getting hell of odds, and you know they want to have Triple H Rollins at some point. Right. Correct. So Correct. you know, like that. That's it. And then you know, you go down, you get crazy. Like they have Shane McMahon really low on there. Got, <laughs> like I think I only with in in our list, I only copied like the first half because it got really stupid as we got. Uh, let me see if I can pull that up again. But as as we got even lower, they got really really ridiculous odds on certain people. Let me see who the absolute uh, dark horse is here. If I can pull this up real quick, here we go. Pro wrestling. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Sh- Shane and v- Vince are both 600 to 1. <laughs> you, you got, you got, uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn at 250 to 1. X-Pac Mick Foley at 175 to 1. Yeah, you know. Okay. Fun, fun times. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, that's going to lead us into our top five for this week. 
We're going to use the Royal Rumble odds to start a conversation. We're going to take and rank from five to one. If we were booking, so not necessarily who we most want right. or even who we most think, but if we were booking five from five to one, the five people that we would book to win the Royal Rumble, and then what we do with them afterwards. Right. All right? So five to one is the actual winner. Then we followed up with right. Okay, how, at, how what you, how so would we're not you would go we're not going to use somebody twice right. and then say, well, I do this, then yeah, I do that. Do that. Right. What we're saying is you, you pick the winner and then tell me what you do with them afterwards. Right. You want to start? Yeah, I'll, I'll start. And my number five is uh, actually the champion right now is Seth Rollins. My my kind of go to is okay. So you have Triple H break away from Seth Rollins. You have them do that. Maybe you have Sheamus, and in, in this situation, probably the most likely would be Sheamus. As the new corporate champ, you have Rollins go face, and you have the redemption tour for Seth Rollins. You have him win the Rumble. You know, the problem with that is then you're setting up a rollins Sheamus title match at WrestleMania. Right, right. You know, like, all of these have little problems. And, and that's honestly the situation they're in right now is there's no real clean matches here. You know, as I kind of went through this process, I was like, shit, everything, there's, like, holes I can point in it. Almost every single match I can think of. It's like, why are you doing this? So in that one, it's just like, okay, you're going Sheamus-Rollins. Now, you would say that because if you're going Rollins-Sheamus, that means you probably had three big matches ahead of it. You would have Taker going against somebody. Yeah. You'd probably have Rock going against somebody. Yeah. You'd have Triple H going against someone. you have Lesnar going against someone. But again, that means you're also making the title match like the fourth most important match on the card, and that's never a good thing for WrestleMania. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I was kind of trying to think of what, and, and Rollins as a face – Winning the Rumble, I think, would be compelling, and and his journey to try to regain it. It okay. would be a little bit okay. quick, okay. But uh, yeah, okay. Um, he's not one of my five, but I do have something that involves him. So well, I would hope a lot of these would involve him. Not really. Yeah, well, uh, that's because you're crazy. But go yeah, ahead. Not really. My number five is Brock Lesnar, only because I don't really love the idea storyline wise of Brock Lesnar winning the Rumble. But I do love the visual of Brock Lesnar ripping through yes. 20 people. He, that, he, he is on a, my list. For a night, that makes a lot of sense. Who, who do you have him facing? Now, if Lesnar's going to win, right. then I have him facing Roman Reigns for a second straight year. And Roman Reigns has now become champion. So Roman's wins at the Rumble? Yes. That would be the way that I okay. would do it. I would have Roman win at the Rumble, and then I'd have it be set up for and a, a, a Reigns-Lesnar. You can play the idea of we never got a we never got a finish. We never, we never got, got the real match. Um, and and it, people might be more into it ex- because Exactly. It's... Now Roman's been the champion, and now Brock's the underdog. You can sort of do the same thing where if people want to root for Brock, root for Brock. If you want to root for Roman, root for Roman. Do whatever you want. We're not going to tell you who's the face and who's the heel in this thing. Right. We'll let you have fun with that. But we're going to set it up as a powerhouse versus powerhouse. And we're going to try this whole thing again. Look, it's number five on my list, and a lot right. of them involve Brock Lesnar. Just going to give you that one. Just, just because you want Lesnar in the title picture. Correct. Okay. Correct. Uh, my number four. I was uh, I was going through this, and this is one I'm I'm not really in favor of at okay, all. Hey, well you're the Booker. Why are you well, putting it in there? Because it would make a shit ton of money, oh, and okay. it would make it all would right. it would make a high profile okay uh, title match, and that that's one of the problems that we have right now. Is right now, title match could get buried on this WrestleMania card, I'm and that's aware, never yeah. a good thing. So uh, my number four, winning this match, going to Dallas as the Royal Rumble winner, is the Undertaker. Okay. My idea here, though, it's it's not, and and here's where you're. I'm really going to lose you oh, on God. this one. It's not Undertaker Rollins going into this. Uh, Rollins in this situation is going to lose to John Cena. Oh God! Undertaker Cena 
Is that card we have not God. played yet? At no oh. point have we gotten Undertaker Cena, and it's amazing that we haven't gotten it yet. It's a match that will sell. That is, you know, that is a ma- main, uh, WrestleMania main event right there. If Undertaker Cena face off for the title, it is a match that will get overshadowed by nothing on the card. It makes the title matter, and it's you know again. I don't like it from a creative standpoint. I hear, I hear standpoint. you saying it gets overshadowed by nothing, but Brock Lesnar is still involved in a match on that I, card. Undertaker, and, Cena, overshadows yeah, I, everything. I, 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 you can keep saying that because you keep saying that. Brock Lesnar is more important than anything else going on in wrestling. What Brock Lesnar Undertaker, does, Cena, is you're talking about... I know. I hear what you're saying, but you're not You're not selling me <laughs> on it. To you, it does for everybody else. No, it's not for everybody else. You're just saying that for the sake of saying it. Brock Lesnar is the most important thing that happens on the card anytime he's there. There is nothing more important than Brock Lesnar if he's there. It's if, just, if Brock Lesnar faces Vandango, is he the most important well, thing on the yeah, card? Correct. It would make it very difficult to sell. But he's not going to face Vandango. When, when Brock Lesnar faced uh, Kofi at Beast in the East, was that the most no, important thing was. on the card? I mean, it wasn't good, but it was the most important thing well, on the card. No, I think the NXT title was the most important I mean, thing it, on the card. The fact that it changed made it significant coming out of it, but nobody went into that more. Brock Lesnar's uh, existence was more important than anything else going on in that card. It didn't have Undertaker Cena. Dude. It didn't have Undertaker Cena. If Brock Lesnar faces Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania, you're right, Undertaker Cena would probably be... Yes, there you go. But he's not going to face Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania. What if he faces Big E? Uh, he's probably not going to face Big E, but I... That would I mean, be awesome. It would be <laughs> That would be amazing. I would argue... I, I, but I wouldn't argue it would be more important. Bigger if it they could be... figure out a way to make it relevant enough for Big E nah, to be it, in the it, match. It, it, but they won't, and he's not going to face Big But e Undertaker Cena, it's amazing that we haven't gotten it yet, quite frankly. It, it's shocking. God, we can only pray we never do. Number four, um, only because he was on your list that you sent out, and because there were rumors that they went to try to push him one more time. Look, if you could, oh, somehow, no. <laughs> if you could somehow figure out a way to get Kurt Angle to win the Royal Rumble and no, put him into a program. I, I'm with, so out on that. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing you've ever said. <laughs> Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar is amazing. It's amazing. I don't want to see Kurt Angle die. I don't want to see Kurt Angle die either. If he takes 16 German suplexes, he's probably going to die. (laughs) I don't want to see Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar. You get me one night, Kurt Angle winning the Rumble, and then two months of Angle leading up to Lesnar, and I am all in. It's my number four. Number three? Uh, My number three uh, is Triple H. I think that if we, you know, we have to have Triple H, Seth Rollins at some point. And again, I'm thinking about a match that makes the title, you know, makes the title, it doesn't get overshadowed. Seth Rollins Triple H is a big enough match that it doesn't get completely buried in a lot, you know, all these potential ridiculous matches that you can get. It may not be the top match on the card, but it doesn't get buried. But, you know, it's a high profile match. Seth Rollins versus Triple H. It also doesn't need the title. It doesn't need, no, you're, you're right. I'm just throwing out guys who could win the Rumble. You're right. It absolutely does not need the title, but it could have the title. If you had that as your title picture, that becomes probably no worse than the second highest match on the card. And, uh, you know, if you don't have, tri- you know, they're running out of time to have Triple H Rollins. You have to have Triple H Rollins at some point. So if you're going to do that, I don't hate the, the idea. I, I'm trying to, you know, all these matches that could possibly get buried, Triple H Rollins will not get buried in any way. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I, I hear your argument feel for it. It, I don't think it's the greatest thing yeah, in the world. Right, that's sort of where I'm at. I don't think it's the greatest thing but in the world. Y- At the same time, it's again, one of the better options. I would book it for a non-title match. If, if I, like, I want to do it, but I would either book it now and have the match happen while you're in this situation, or I book it as. A I just, I, just match. I don't think Brock as winning it in the next two months is an option. I'm like you, so. Well, I think Brock winning at Royal Rumble, winning a title at Royal Rumble, right. is 100 percent an option. Well, I don't. I, I don't. 
In what world is it not an option? I he's mean, got it's un- obviously an option. He's got unfinished business with Seth Rollins. Yeah. I mean, it's always an option. He's yeah, Brock it's Lesnar. an option. I just okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, and it's good because a lot of mine involve Lesnar being the champion. I understand that. My number three is Rusev because of the young guys coming up. He's the guy to me. I, you can make your argument for Kevin Owens. I uh, I think Rusev is more prepared for it. I think Rusev is the guy that immediately you could have. And it would be Rusev Lesnar? Yeah, Lesnar. Um, I think, you, again, you're doing the same thing. Two hosses. You're trying to sell the idea of two powerhouses. I like the match. I, I just, it doesn't feel like a, a WrestleMania title match. Like, um, I, 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 I think it doesn't feel necessarily like a WrestleMania main event. Right. And I think that's where you then hope for Undertaker Cena to somehow end up on the card right. as well. Or Triple Seth H, Rollins, Rock. Triple H, or something like that. Right. Yeah, something along those lines, because it doesn't have the feel, because Rusev doesn't have the feel of a guy that's capable of being in a main event yet. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not willing to consider it. And right. I, I like the match. I hate it for WrestleMania. Okay. I mean, I hear what yeah. you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, and I've considered others that you could have Rusev win the Rumble and then have him face in a championship match that would be – like Rusev Reigns is also pretty good, right? Like that's two powerhouses working a match. You could but have, again, that, that one gets buried on a WrestleMania card. It does. It 100% yeah. gets buried on a WrestleMania right. card. And that's the trick for a lot of these matches right. that we're going through. And, and one of the things we're kind of figuring out now is especially if you – know, we know that they're going to pull out all the stops. They want all of these part-timers to come back. Right. How how do you balance that out with having a quality match that doesn't completely devalue your title? I, I yeah, it's it's part of the issue. Yep. Your number two. My number two is Brock Lesnar, uh, and I you could go with number of direction. I I thought correct. It, Brock Lesnar breathing would work pretty well as a main event at WrestleMania. You know, I I don't hate Rollins Lesnar if they go that route. You'd have to really, you basically you'd have to reform the authority, and you'd have to have him going through, and and you'd have to have Rollins being able to throw more. You know. More things in his way. Right. Like, the, the problem is you almost, you kind of blew the match by doing it this summer and having Lesnar be so dominant. And at this point, it's hard to do. That's why I had him facing Reigns instead of Rollins. Right. And, and actually, my, my thought was, um, I, I thought actually possibly Triple H. I, even though we've seen Triple H Lesnar so much, but if you put the bell, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I like the idea of Lesnar Sheamus as a match. I hate it for WrestleMania. I want to see that match though. If, so if you did that, I'd be okay with it. But, um, yeah, I mean, Lesnar going through anybody and just being a wrecking ball. And as you said, you know, I, I think a lot about that image at the end of the rumble, which is why right. I don't have, I don't have reigns in my top five because I don't think you can, you don't ha- want to go through that again. Yeah. I right. don't think you can have a good image. You're two years in a row now and, ending the rumble with booze and people unhappy you can't do that again you okay. have to have something that at least is palatable to the audience and uh lesnar would be and it would make for an awesome image okay uh my number two is dean ambrose and it leads to you'd have to have the way that it works is you have ambrose win the rumble and of course you have reigns face sheamus for the uh briefcase at somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, wherever that is, right. you have a match between the two of them with a briefcase on the line. You have Reigns win the briefcase, and Rollins retains the title, and it all just sets up for the match that everybody wants. Yep. You know, like, it's the, the match that, and that you have to give at some point. Yep. You have to do the one-on-one-on-one, and I said before, I thought you took a risk by not doing it last year to yep. make sure that everybody would still be in place. I don't think it has to involve the title, but I think it's a pretty yep. good title match that, doesn't get buried. It might not be your main event because Brock and whoever or Taker and whoever or whatever Triple is your H main Rock, event. Yeah. But 
it's it, it, not, it doesn't get buried. Yeah, it doesn't get lost. It, it is the biggest match you can have with full-time wrestlers. Correct. Uh, yeah, and and it's my number one. And it is Dean Ambrose. Well, there's winning. only there's only one. Yeah, it's got to be Ambrose winning the run. It has to yeah. be Ambrose winning. If you yeah, want to yeah. do a schmoz, like they both go over, I, I'm not against that, but it has yeah, to be. I don't, I don't. I don't like I, it. I, I think there are better ways yeah. to do it, but if they did it that way, well, this is the obvious way: is you have Reigns win the briefcase. It's an obvious because you can yeah. do it. You can almost do it innocuously. Like you can have win, Reigns win the briefcase in December. Yeah, you know it, what it mean? would like, make a perfect ladder match. Correct. You, there's there's plenty of things that you can do. To to not make it so obvious exactly what you're doing. I, you I think most people would realize yeah, that. Well, I think but the smarks would. I don't think it's it. a problem. Seeing something ahead of time is not a problem if it's done well. Yeah, I think it almost becomes silly when you do the both guys go out at the same time. I, I don't think it's and, great, but I you can do it. It's again, I'm, I'm thinking of ways where the crowd doesn't shit on it. Yeah. And if the crowd realizes, oh God, we're getting the Shield Triple Threat right. at WrestleMania, they're not going to shit on it. Right. Well, but I think you can the, you can have Reigns say it, now because yeah. he's a face. You say, I'm going to cash this in at WrestleMania. I want my. Well, and that also puts him into a shade of gray area because all of a sudden you're upstaging your buddy who just won the rumble and if you're now saying you know what you're getting your chance yeah but i'm going to upstage you i'm going to right, jump in and right. get this then you put reigns into that shades of gray area as well where you have and the heel, clear face and, and, and a kind of a tweener yeah right. and so yeah that well, the only one that can be better than that is it's not going to happen and but it's what it's what we always come back to which is the one match that you no. you should no. have done a year ago no. and that if you get the chance to do it you have to do it i'm not doing it uh, if i'm a booker i do not do it because of your fears? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good reason to not do it. And that's what I'm saying. You have to have the, the ability to be confident that it can happen. You couldn't do it tomorrow, obviously. Right. But if you can go in, if you've got two months, uh, three months of Daniel Bryan wrestling that you can pull it off, that you, you can't screw up and have never done Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar. You just can't. This company will have pissed away one of the all-time great opportunities to sell a match. I- if they never manage to do it. I don't disagree with you at all. I just, for the WrestleMania main event, right, you can't afraid, put that any... You're you, afraid of right. what comes from that. Right. I, Daniel Bryan could be dead, and if you book him to win the Rumble, if Egan's neck could fall off and he'd still figure out a way to wrestle the damn match. He's not bailing on you between... the do- at Ten doctors could tell him he can't wrestle in the match, and he's still going to wrestle the damn match. He's going to do it. Um, I understand the fears, and I understand the reasons why you wouldn't do it, but you... You're not doing this with Daniel Bryan coming back right. at the Rumble and having him win. Right. That's a bad idea. Right. But if he can wrestle for two to three months leading up to the Rumble and you're planning on something for and, him and, for and WrestleMania. We, we think he, uh, that that's always the problem. I, can I, you trust him? I to... get it. I'm not <laughs> suggesting that you're saying it tomorrow. I'm saying that if you've got two to three months ahead of you, you cannot continue to piss away the most significant match chance that you've had. And it's, it all goes back to what you didn't do last year. I understand right. that when you had the chance to do it. Right. And you didn't do it, and that's that's your fault for not doing it. But you got to do it. I, I I don't disagree with you, other than just from a straight. I'm protecting the business. I'm protecting my you know my main event, my title match at WrestleMania. I don't know if I I trust booking Daniel Bryan. I understand what you're uh, yes. saying. Okay. I get it. I totally do. I'm giving the caveat of if you can be comfortable in it, you have to. And do I don't it. think you can ever be. Okay, that's that's the, that's the difference. That's that's our difference, and it's uh, why you're a weenie. All <laughs> right. Uh, thanks this week to AJ Francis for hopping on with us. Let's uh, make sure we go over everything again. The uh, fantasy league is at Fantasizer. Wrestle Crate, we love. God, make sure you're signed up for Wrestle Crate. Monthly care package of wrestling goodies sent directly to you every month. 
WrestleCrate.com, on Twitter, at WrestleCrates. Aaron, you are on Twitter where? The Aoster. And what do you have coming up the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? I'll have the full predictions all written up all nicely so you can see it for Hell in a Cell. At BaltimoreSun.com. At BaltimoreSun.com. I will have the uh, Hell in a Cell recap and, of course, the Raw recap. And uh, not 100% confirmed yet, but I may have something fun in Rolling Stone next ah, week. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. Um, the show is on Twitter. Jobbing out show. And our, our email is? Jobbing out show at gmail.com. If you have ideas, we've got to do a mailbag segment again. We're probably next week or the week after. Okay, yeah. So if you've got ideas, maybe a top five topic, if you've got something that you just want us to address, jobbing out show at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is where you find me. Have a great week for, uh, WrestleCrate, for AJ, and for Aaron. I'm Glenn. This has been Jobbing Out.